It's time. Finally, a show for you. A once a week extravaganza, giving you the weekend's movies, the week's cons and entertainment events, what is worth watching on television for the week, the weekly comic book, novel, game, and collectible releases, as well as entertainment news and information. Everything you want, everything you need in pop culture. It's Pop Culture Kaboom with your host, Jimmy Jones. Hello, world. Welcome to the Pop Culture Kaboom Radio Show. Spencer Stoner is here. Rob Nalt is behind the big board and prepared to take your calls. And I, your not-so-humble host of all things Pop Culture Kaboom, Jimmy Jones, well, I'm here to run my mouth. Tonight, we will give you everything you want, everything you need from pop culture entertainment with the latest news and information from the past week and some sneak peeks at releases coming out for next week. The Pop Culture Kaboom Radio Show is also your place on the radio dial for you to uh, silence your phone. <laughs> no, just kidding. It's like a movie theater. Please silence your phone now. Uh, is your place on the radio dial for you to talk about your favorite fandoms? To add your thoughts, comments, or talk about your favorite fandoms, you can call us at 775-515-4141 anytime during the Pop Culture Boom Radio Show. Or if you're too shy for the phones, you can send a DM through the Facebook page like Eric did. That's why my phone went ding. Ding, 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 ding. And what does Eric have to say? Hi, Jimmy, you need donations? Always. Well, I don't, but the, uh, <laughs> the radio, radio station, station does, yes. Uh, so, um, yeah, uh, you can hit up uh, knbc.org if you'd like to donate, Eric, and uh, be much appreciated. Yes, it would. Um, you would get our thanks if you do. Indeed. <laughs> All right, and so if during the show, if you'd like to comment, um, you can DM me through the Facebook page if you don't have time to comment during the show. But would still like to say something. You can reach us 24-7 by sending an email with your questions, comments, or concerns to popculturekaboom at gmail.com and follow these simple but very important instructions <laughs> in the subject line. Put question, comment, concern, or my fandom in the body of the email. Please add your first name. No last name is necessary. And I will not read email addresses on the air, so you do need to put a first name in there. Also, include the city and state or country that you live in. Then fire away with what's on your mind. I respond to each and every email. If you have a specific question for Spencer or Rob, I will follow the email. Uh, I will forward the email to them to respond back to you. Bear in mind, emails are read on the air unless you specify them not to be, or you can't follow those simple instructions. First up, Jude from Reno, Nevada. Congratulations on five years. Thank you, Jude. When, uh, when do you plan on updating YouTube? Uh, yeah. soon. <laughs> really looking forward to some of the videos you shot at RageCon and Silver Age Comic Con soon. Yeah, we, we, we have a lot <laughs> of stuff that needs to get put on. Yes, I know, and I'm, I've been lagging, but there's been reasons for that, but I'm going to try and get uh, back on that. Also, the um, special content that will be going on the Pop Culture Boom podcast as well. Uh, Destiny from Carson City, Nevada. Wow, five years. You've really come a long way from when you first started. Why, thank you. Uh, I hope you continue to grow and expand the show. I really enjoy it. Well, thank oh, you. Good. Thank you. Um, <laughs> That's what we're here for. Good shows. <laughs> Karsten from Hamburg, Bayern, Germany. Thank you. <laughs> As a fellow YouTuber and musician, congrats on five years. Thank you. Good luck pronouncing the name. I don't have to. I got Spencer. <laughs> yeah, even, even if I get it wrong, I get it wrong with confidence. Oh, yeah. So he knew, but he could have he could have he could have put like the little <laughs> pronunciation guide for you. 
Yeah, well, he did. And then he could have even, like, even did it, like, wrong. And so then you would have, like, messed it up, like, on purpose. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think that's what he was hoping for, actually. Good luck pronounced. That's why he put good luck pronounced. Well, that's the what I mean. Like, second I, I would have totally, like, if it was me, I would have made, but, oh, here's my pronunciation, but I would have put it, like, wrong so that you would have got it wrong anyways. Like, yeah. <laughs> where, where it looks wow. like it's, where it looks like it's Bjorn, but you put the pronunciation guide. Yeah. Yeah, it's like K K Y O. Man, you guys are cruel. All right. So it's hope to good fun. Hope to see more on the YouTube and grateful you have a podcast. Life show is way too early here. <laughs> that I can uh, probably I, understand. Yeah, yeah. That's, what is it like five AM, four AM, something like yeah, that? Yeah, none of us are morning people, so we all understand that completely. Uh, I'm not. I can guarantee you that. Um let me look at time and time current time in Germany. That's going to be like eight, eight or nine eight. hours difference. Or 11. No, not 11. Uh, what? I don't even know. Well, then, it did, well, then does it depend on um, oh. daylight savings? <laughs> do they even do daylight savings? That's what I mean. Like, yeah, So yeah. it's going to like. <laughs> oh, it's 3.05 a.m. Right now. In, yeah, okay. In Oof. Berlin. So I don't know. That's only yeah, like that's six nine hours. hours. No, no, no. Right now. But so still, it's 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> That's freaking early. Well, uh, no, never fear. Uh, KNVC is now doing a rebroadcast of the Pop Culture Kaboom radio show at 2 a.m. Uh, on th- this morning, on Monday morning. Yep. So in a f- couple hours after we have 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2. So five hours after the show ends, you can give it a listen on uh, at 2 a.m. right here on KNVC 95.1 FM as a replay or uh, you can wait until uh, Monday or Tuesday for the podcast, mm-hmm. um, which you can listen to at your leisure. Yep. Uh, Kenny from Long Beach, California. IA. Uh, I know some guys trying to get a band together. What are their chances on being on your show? Uh, first, they got to get the band together. And right. yeah. B, um, Make a demo so we can hear it. Uh, well, and and C, <laughs> uh, they, it has to be uh, something very theatrical in order yeah. for, me, yes. for them to be on my show. Yes. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm always Think willing Guar. to... Think, think War, think Ghost, think mm-hmm. Alice Cooper, think mm-hmm. Rob Zombie, think Rammstein, mm-hmm. Slipknot, Slipknot mm-hmm. for sure, Mushroom Head, um, Marshmallow, I, Marshmallow, the Marshmallow. Weird. He's a he's a DJ that has a big marsh has a giant marshmallow head mm-hmm. mask thing. Yeah, wow. <laughs> never, I can't believe you haven't heard of him. Oh my gosh, I'm glad I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, or Daft Punk, you know, would be yeah. kind of the yeah. same principle. Well, they yeah. broke up, uh, or are they back again? I can't remember. Who can keep track these days? I, I can't. I think <laughs> Ghost is done too. Mm. I think they did their. We didn't like Slipknot, didn't they? Like accidentally like reveal their faces or something, or was that Insane Clown Posse? Like a couple weeks ago, there was like a some like Twitter thing happened, and like they ended well, up Insane Clown Posse never really hidden their identities. You know, they've just always had the, the face makeup. Yeah, yeah, well, but, but I won't be having them on the show. I can't, <laughs> I can't stand their music. No, I, I'm just thinking they're like similar, you know. Yeah, no, very similar. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's so as long as your band it. doesn't sound like insane clown, clown posse and your uh, no curse words and your yes, music and your theatrical, yes. give us, a, give or us if some. there are, you have to bleep them out yes. yourself. Um, yes. But even that, that, even at that, um, if you're in a band and uh, you can send uh, your your music. Actually, digitally to our program director uh, at uh, program director at knvc.org. Um, and uh, yeah, he'll uh, 
He'll peruse it. I mean, we got this big wall library of yes. uh, stuff up behind us here in the uh, broadcast <laughs> this is, and that, studio. That's just one room. Yes. That is all the rooms. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. All the rooms have a have basically have a, have a library yeah. covering. Yeah. And uh, they'll covering. give a, and he'll get a listen to your music and assign you to the proper show. So and uh, there's uh, plenty of shows. There's uh, actually uh, last Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be a new show, music show that's going to be on. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know when. Don't know what it's going to be called. But right. uh, it's going to yeah, it's be in the, It's in the pre-tooling phase. Yeah. Yes. So a new DJ coming in uh, to KNBC dot KNBC ninety five point one FM. So uh, everybody, stay tuned. As soon as I have some info, I will share that with you. Um, so starting tonight with a Black Friday on well Friday and the next episode uh, next Sunday, I want to throw it out there now. Anyone who and everyone who is listening, if you need help with either picking a gift or looking for suggestions, feel free to give us a call or you can feel free to send us a DM through Facebook or you can send us an email. Uh, What you need help with, both Spencer and Rob have daughters Mm -hmm. and all three of us are relatively juvenile enough to know what the kids are wanting (laughs) these days. Right? Oh, oh, (laughs) I I work at a store that has all the the toys. I've never been accused of being too mature. Yeah, Ever. Me, me neither. So. Uh, these days are looking for, uh, we know what they're looking for I know, I already have like the gift I'm going to get you. Like I, I'm like, this is Spencer written all over it. <laughs> <laughs> Literally? Yes, like, no, not. Oh, okay. But, like, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, okay. Well, at least we know you're getting something for Christmas. Yeah. Now right. you got to give Rob the, uh, yeah, oh, yeah oh, now oh, I'm like, no, no, like no. I'm like, like pre-touched. Pretty touched. Yeah, I, 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 well, I didn't realize I was worthy of a present, so so I'm like touched. I always now. gave everybody just a little. Oh something. well, what do you know? And, <laughs> and Christmas then, Eve is going to we're going to have a Christmas Eve show. Yeah, so we'll do a gift exchange then. Oh, cool. maybe I don't know. My wife might kill me. I'm supposed to go to my in laws that night. What? Oh yeah, because we're not going to we're not going for Thanksgiving. So. What? Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, don't worry. That, that's not censoring, folks. He is literally just quiet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I may have to do a call in. I'm yeah. What? <laughs> All right, fine then. Um, well, let me see what was the day before. The seventeenth, then we'll do a gift exchange on air. That'll be real good. Uh, Unless the wife gives you clearance radio. to be on. Yeah. on, on oh yeah, no, I can give you. Wow. Uh, <laughs> hey, when you've been married as long as I, you have to make compromises. Especially, How long have you been married? Oh gosh, it's going to be eighteen and a half years. So. 25. Yeah. Well, you know about compromises then. Uh, yeah. Uh, she, <laughs> I, I don't force her to watch my bad horror movies, and she doesn't force me to watch her uh, bad whatever movies. <laughs> so. Or bad rom-coms or whatever? Uh, she, no, she's not really a rom-com oh, person. Good. But she, more, more of those like uh, historical drama type things. Oh, oh, like, like, oh, oh okay. Yeah. My wife loves those uh, and, and true crime, anything true crime. Those people that watch true crime scare me. Yeah, uh, you know yeah, they're the, plotting the... your demise in some way. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Oh no, the, her latest. Her latest was how to become a mob boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. like, it's like well, it's that's what the title of the show is. It's like how to become. There was first the first thing was how to become a cult leader. <laughs> and then it was, and then so I'm like, wait, I'm sorry, what? So she's, so she's like, yes, I'm on chapter three now. How to do this? I'm like, wait, are you actually like studying this now? Like, <laughs> are you taking notes? <laughs> what, what are you doing here? Yeah, uh, yeah, if I wasn't a newlywed, I would have been very worried because uh, what, what, my wife, she loves true crime. And half of the stuff we were listening to as we were going to bed were was were story true crime stories about uh, women who were killing their husbands. 
Wow. So, See, that, oh, oh. To me, that's red flag that's, material. Oh, my gosh. There's that whole TV show. On, I can't remember what it was called, but it was like Why Women Kill. Yeah. Uh-huh. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Wow. You don't want to watch that? No. Well, actually, you do, because then you can learn as to why, how to not get killed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow. Okay. So, anyway, as I mentioned every time this year, shop your local game hobby in comic book shops instead of the big box stores if you need help finding one close to you. No matter where you live, just let me know. I did that last year, too, actually, and I had to look up things in, like, some weird place. I can't even remember anymore, but it was... Uh, it was not fun because it was out of state for starters. So, but I, I was able to help out a couple of people, mm-hmm. um, pointing them in the right direction. And uh, some places actually, if you want to go and shop online, if uh, there's a lot of places that might have some unique items um, that are out of state, and they do online um, sales, so you might want to go and check them out. Yeah, a lot of places do know. Even a lot of the small. Um Mom and pop types. Yep, yeah. exactly. So if you are looking for something in particular, may, I can probably help you locate that. Uh, just remember that, um, unfortunately, they cannot afford uh, discounts that those big box stores get for mm-hmm. buying in bulk. Um, so it might be a little bit higher priced for some items. But you know what? You're keeping a local shop open, and that is what is important. And most of the time, probably going to get a lot better service. Oh, yeah. Um, So if you live around Carson City, you have Dreamo Comics, Retro Replay, Dyson Duels, who also have a shop in Fernley, Desert Penguin Games, and GameStop. If you are in so, cli- in so, uh, so inclined to travel up to Reno and or Sparks or you live there, uh, there is Comic Kingdom, Game Castle, Ironwood Games, Grassroots Roots Books, Games Galore, GameStop, Nerdvana, and Coffee and Comics, who has two locations, one in Reno and one in Sparks. Mm-hmm. And both are awesome. Yeah. So you want to go and check those places out, please, first, uh, before uh, going to, to, I know, Target and sometimes Walmart get toy exclusives Mm -hmm. and other exclusives. Uh, Those are different. Um, But uh, if you want something unique... Um, then try try one of the your local game and shop game and comic book or hobby shops right. first, um, especially for somebody who's into pop culture stuff. Um, there's all kinds of neat and interesting things coming out, um, mm-hmm. and uh, definitely that usually they're the only ones who order. So you yeah. won't even no, my find daughter, my daughter orders all the time from Retro Replay for her like Funko Pops and stuff. Really? Yeah, that's an, I would not think of Retro Replay as a place. I to get know Funko that's Pops, why I wanted to hey, mention cool. it because yeah. like oh yeah, the, they have a lot don't. of weird fun yeah, random stuff. We got a call. And we got a call. Hello, caller. Hello, uh, this is uh, Scott. I was supposed to call at six fifteen or six twenty. I couldn't remember. Oh, <laughs> actually, Rob was going to call you at six twenty, but hey, since you're yeah, on the phone, you're uh, on can, already. Cool. Yeah, you only got five minutes though until we have to take a break. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. Okay. You... I had to turn off so there isn't like a oh. feedback. Oh, oh, you had the evil radio on in the background, yeah, didn't well, you? Yeah, yeah we what appreciate you, you uh, remembering to turn it off, though. All right. So Scott <laughs> is doing a Sporkle Pub Quiz with Scott uh, this two, starting this Tuesday that at, at 6.30 p.m. at the Tap Shack in Carson City. And he's joining us right now, as the, and he is the Pub Quiz Master, as is going to be his new name, Pub Pub quiz master Scott. Yeah. <laughs> you got a rap now. I got a rap. All right. <laughs> Jimmy will write it for you, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to participate uh, in with the. So let's start with that. What is the Sporkle 
pub quiz with Scott. Actually, no, let's start with this. Am I pronouncing it right? <laughs> yes, it is okay. Sporkle. Okay, Sporkle pub quiz with Scott. What exactly is it? It is a uh, free game. It uh, doesn't cost a thing, and you can play individually or with a team. It is basically just trivia, qui- uh, a quiz game that uh, you can play at the venue. Oh, so they go to the Tap Shack. Uh, they have a little liquid courage, and uh, instead of doing karaoke, they try and answer quiz. That does. is correct. Okay. Uh, you don't yell anything out. You just use your phone app. Uh, you go to the playquiz.live on the Internet, and... You can answer the uh, questions that way, so there's no running up and uh, shoving uh, servers out of the way. Or, Why not? Or <laughs> but, but is that an option? No, no. Oh, okay. I don't want anyone to get hurt. <laughs> okay. The so, poor waiters is yeah, waiters walking by. Oh my god! No. When it's quiz time, they're all putting on helmets and right? elbow pads and stuff. Yeah, there'll be no <laughs> serving during questions. <laughs> Uh, so uh, this is going to be your first time doing this. Uh, how do you feel about doing this? Uh, are you excited? Uh, yeah, excited, a little nervous, of course. I don't want to screw anything up, so I'm, I've been practicing. <laughs> practicing, okay. <laughs> yeah, because I, I want to make sure not to mispronounce uh, anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, that doesn't stop Jimmy. What, what, yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> I've kind of made. He doesn't a, even attempt sometimes. I don't. I really don't. <laughs> I just start slurring words like I'm having a stroke all of a sudden, you know. I was like, yeah, anyway. <laughs> so, um, uh, for those who don't know, Scott has been actually a longtime listener of the show, and he is also um, actually a, I consider him to be the uh, uh, most knowledgeable person in North America on Godzilla. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> because ever since uh, childhood, he has been a super Godzilla fan. Um, you were actually, um, I, I've mentioned this story before. I just want to make sure I'm actually, uh, saying it correctly. Uh, you used to, uh, you bought a region one DVD player so that you can get the movies directly from Japan. Yeah. When, <laughs> during the, uh, the Hesse series, when they weren't releasing them in the U S. Oh, wow. Uh, that was like, well, what was that? That was in the nineties. <laughs> that could not have been cheap. Well, no, it was not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a long drought until Godzilla 2000 came out. Yeah, so uh, did you pick up the uh, Apple uh, TV uh, um, pr- uh, service to watch I, the... I uh, did, yes. I, I specifically actually, for I, Monarch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> Good show. I, I'm actually uh, quite enjoying it. Apparently a lot of people are because they say it has an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is really cool. And it's a record for the MonsterVerse. So congratulations. And uh, the big movie is coming out next week, too. So um, yeah. Godzilla Minus One, for the first uh, <laughs> first Toho um, Godzilla that's been kind of like released in American theaters like had pretty much right then, huh? Yep. Yep. Uh, ever since uh, Godzilla 2000. Wow. So that's like 23, almost 20, 23 years. Dang. All right, Scott, we got 30 seconds. So uh, can you hold on through the break? And then we'll get back to uh, why we're talking about Sporkle Pub Quiz with Scott. Um, so everybody who's listening, <laughs> why are you guys You're, you're just like saying <laughs> Sporkle. The way that you're just like, I don't know, like <laughs> your facial expressions while saying it is just funny to me. Okay. <laughs> Well, I'm glad it's radio and not television. All right. But anyway, uh, so we'll be uh, right back with you, Scott, to talk about what the why you're on the phone with us and what it has to do with Dreamwell Comics also. 
all kinds of weird stuff there. Yeah. So. All right. All right, and maybe even get into a little bit more Godzilla, but we'll uh, talk about that here right after the break. So don't go anywhere. More Pop Culture Kaboom Radio Show coming up right after this. Welcome back to the Pop Culture Boom Radio Show. Everything you want, everything you need in pop culture entertainment. And on the phone with us is Scott. He is doing this Sparkle Pub Quiz with Scott at the Tap Shack in Carson City. And, oh, I'm sorry, Pub Quiz Master Scott. Get <laughs> the name right. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm sorry. Wiki, wiki, wiki. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You just forget you're the one who gave it to me. Uh, yes, I, I am. So. <laughs> anyway, all right. So um, we were going to we were discussing as to why you're on the phone with us and how it ties into Dreamwell Comics. And here is how, um, Scott. You're going to be giving our audience the opportunity to win a prize by uh, giving a trivial qu- trivia question tonight, um, which uh, when you call you'll have to call in. And if you are, it doesn't matter what number caller. If you call in with the right answer, uh, then you win. And if you, in order to uh, win the prize from Scott from the Sporkle Pub Quiz at the Tap Shop, you have to be 21 or older in order to win that prize, and which you can claim at the Tap Shack in Carson City with at, from Scott on Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. If you are under the legal drinking, Nevada drinking age, you can get a prize from Dreamwell Comics from Robert over at Dreamwell Comics, also right here in Carson City. So it does not matter how old you are, you can still participate. And so it's the phone number to call, 775-515-4141. And Scott, what is the question this week? All right, we're going to start with the category of the question. The category is box office Okay. The question is, which box office hit movie sold the most tickets during the 2010? Is it A, Black Panther, B, Jurassic World, C, The Force Awakens, D, The Avengers, or E, Baby Driver? Oh, one of these things just ain't like the others. <laughs> anyway, um, so which box office hit movie sold the most tickets during the 2010s? And uh, so the choice A, Black Panther, B, Jurassic World, C, The Force Awakens, D, The Avengers, or E, Baby Driver. Um, I've actually seen all of those. Yep. Yeah. So, I haven't seen Baby Driver, so I have no idea. Uh, what it, 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 it's, it's, worth, it's worth a watch. Mm-hmm. It's actually really uh, very. It's got some funny moments. Um, Kevin Spacey is always a great actor in a movie. So you know, despite mm-hmm. his uh, personal problems, but uh, and uh, who is that? Um, Jamie Fox is in it also, and absolutely hilarious. Mm-hmm. That one scene in a taxi cab with the Michael Myers masks. <laughs> so anyway, because they actually got Michael Myers masks. Instead of uh, Michael Myers, the movie masks, which was actually, <laughs> yeah. as, he's, they're all, I said Michael Myers. This is Michael, Michael Myers. Myers. <laughs> so, but anyway, I digress. That is funny. It is. So, yeah, you can probably find it on some streaming service right now. But anyway, so that is the question. And again, if you would like to give us a call, 775 515 4141. If you're 
over the age of 21, you can claim a prize from the Tap Shack, actually from Scott at the Tap Shack in Carson City, if you would like. Or if you are under the age of 21, you can claim a prize from Robert over at Dreamwell Comics. All you have to do is call in and answer the question, which box office hit sold movie sold the most tickets during the 2010s? All right, Scott, you want to do this every week? Sure, I, we can. I can do that every week. All right, so I will remind you throughout the show. You don't. Uh, you everybody's probably googling anyway. So <laughs> I Google it, and maybe that'll give you the answer. Who knows? Well, the, I, I can go over uh, how the game's going to go um, at uh, Tap Shack if you want. Okay. Yeah. Why not? Uh, so, All right. So if I walk in and it's six thirty, you're about to start up the whole program. Uh, you introduce yourself as. Uh, Pub Quiz Master Scott, and then you say? I would say uh, uh, there are two separate games for the night. Each game is a eight regular round questions. You can wager point values one through eight for each question. And you would go on to playquiz.live. You'd put in a game code, which I will give you at the beginning of the game, and then you can put your team name, um, down on the, the app, and I will accept the team name, and then you can answer questions that way. Uh, if you feel confident in your answer, I, when I give you the category, so say, you know, if it was me and the category was Godzilla movies, I would, of course, put down an eight. Um, <laughs> of course you it, would. If it was something like NFL teams, I might put down a four, you know, and wager four points. You don't lose points from your, your score, but you do not gain those points, and you lose the ability to uh, wager four or eight if you happen to, when you when you wager those points. Okay. So does that make sense? I think so. Okay. Um, for every four questions, we have a mystery round. During the mystery round, it will uh, be a question that usually has four answers. Um, each question in that round is worth two points, and you get a total of eight points for that round. Hmm. Okay. And then there is a final question at the end of the game where you have your points. You can wager one to 15 points, and you do lose those points if you get the question wrong. Hmm. So you lose points if you get the question wrong. Um, so, and this is every Tuesday night at six thirty p.m. at the every Tap Shack. Tuesday, yep. Uh, the first game usually runs from six thirty to about seven twenty, um, and then the second game is from seven thirty to about eight thirty. Okay. Nice. I don't mean to brag, but I do. Uh, I did get the question right when I was asked. Yeah, because I asked both Rob and uh, Spencer the question, uh, and I asked, uh, let them and get their, gave them the choices, and and yeah, Spencer actually answered right. You don't get a prize though. I know. But <laughs> I just get bragging rights. Yeah. Woo! So do you think you can call in and beat Spencer? <laughs> That's a, let's let's see if that happens. All right. All right, Scott. Well, um, I look forward to uh, talking to you again next week with a new question, and uh, we'll see if anybody calls in and can get this one right. Okay. Sounds good. All right, sir. Talk to you later. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. All right. And let's go to box. Whoa. Well, that's not where I was going to. That's where I was going to. <clears throat> All right. So there are now only three, 293 days until Carson City, Nevada's first ever pop culture convention and comic book con. 
the Kaboom Con. 97 and Now Productions will be putting on Kaboom Con 2024, Saturday, September 7th, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Follow Kaboom Con on Facebook to keep up with the details on all the entertainment and activities that will be taking place throughout the day and who will be at Kaboom Con 2024. We will, of course, let you know as soon as tickets will be on sale. A portion of the proceeds for Kaboom Con will go to Cold Nose Kennel, Rest Cold Nose Rescue and Sanctuary in Mound House, and KNVC 95.1 FM Community Radio. All right, so with the Hollywood strikes behind... Streaming platforms are facing tough decisions about their content portfolios. Raising production costs and lingering delays from the strikes are expected to lead to the cancellation of several movies and series. Netflix, a major player in the streaming landscape, has already axed five series, including the fan favorite Shadow and Bone, the show based on Leibardug's Grishaverse, Grishaverse? Novels initially garnered. I'm I'm surprised you didn't mute your mic. You're laughing so hard there, Rob. <laughs> garnered sufficient. Oh, that was too much. That was too much. <laughs> Make uh, me cry. Okay. Initially garnered significant viewership on Netflix, even spawning a spinoff video game. Really. However, the second season's performance fell short, ultimately leading to its cancellation due to. Budgetary concerns. Other casualties include the animated series Agent Elvis, <laughs> Captain Fall, as well as the live action shows Glamorous with Kim Catherine and the sci fi comedy Farzar. Re- uh, re- reacting, reacting to the cancellation of Shadow and Bone on Instagram, author Lee Bordugo Dugo, expressed her heartbreak and disappointment. You know, you're laughing, but you don't correct me on any of it, which is the sad part. Uh, expressed her heart. I can't even speak. <laughs> <laughs> expressed her heartbreak and disappointment, but also acknowledged her gratitude for the opportunity to see her work adapted. Fans, however, remain vocal in their disapproval of these decisions, questioning Netflix's motives. Writer Hector Navarro aptly summarized the sentiment never for any reason fall in love with a Netflix series they mm-hmm. are cancelled at the first opportunity why make series if you're not going to finish them uh, this uh, this was the best series on the platform and how can I finish the series without finishing the plot are just a few of the comments from frustrated viewers the fate of Shadow and Bone mirrors that of several other popular Netflix series that were cancelled after two seasons including since eight and altered carbon, yeah, why the heck did you guys do that one? I mean, that that was a bummer. Earlier this year, Netflix surprised many by refusing to renew the German language thriller 1899, yeah, which was dumb for a second season. Despite its top ten ranking, these cancellations underscore the growing trend of streaming platforms prioritizing short-term viewership over long-term storytelling leaving fans feeling disappointed and disconnected from the narratives they invested in. Which is true. I would probably not watch... I would rather watch a movie over a series on Netflix now because of that. Well, yeah, it depends. My time it, and it, it depends. It, especially if it's... It, it, it depends if it's if I know it's going to be a limited series, you know, and they're going to be doing it well, then okay. But if it's something that, like, possibly like Shadow and Bone... I, Forget about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, and, and that, the the thing that hurt Shadow and Bone was that there was too long of a wait between the first and second season. <laughs> and I myself 
did not want to rewatch the first season to get to watch to watch the second season. I started watch trying to watch the second season, and I was like, I have no idea. I cannot remember what's happening, and That's I'm like, funny. done. I'm like, nope. I don't, I don't have the time to rewatch per- the first season again. Perfect example of that. There's this show on HBO called 30 Coin. Oh, I love it. Yeah, se- season two is out now. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't remember anything from this first one. That I'm going to have to watch a recap. That was like three years apart. I know. And it's like, I totally forgot <laughs> what was going on. But that one, they did a great recap because it started exactly oh, really? how, yeah. Okay. The, <laughs> the episode, uh, season two, episode one, started exactly where... The final episode of the first season left off. I mean, the same exact scenes. Like, it, really? Like, yes. Okay. Yeah. Only it, like shifted perspective. Oh, okay. So, but still, that three years between. I mean, oh. I, I don't know how uh, it's like. The, I don't know if it was three years, but it it was so it long, is. and it was, it was like it came out in twenty twenty. Okay, yeah. I remember watching it. And like, <laughs> oh, this is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, Stranger Things is going to kind of have that problem too. Oh, we, oh yeah, a lot of shows are going to yeah. have that. The Last of Us is probably oh. the one that's going to. Oh have yeah, the and that only has problem. one season under its belt. It's one season, yeah. and I don't even know if I'm going to invest in the second one. The first one was so boring. It was. Yeah, it was so yeah, because I remember when you guys were talking. It was like every other one. It was like one was good. The next yeah. was terrible. One mm-hmm. was good. So it was so hit and miss the whole season. Mm-hmm. It was. Well, actually, it was like one was okay. The next one was kind of, eh, the next one was horrible, then, eh, then it maybe had, a it decent had, it, one. It, and, it had and, the and, Walking Dead problem, where oh, there'd be like... Well, that was a roller coaster. It was yeah, good, it's, bad, exactly. Good, bad, and that good, was, bad. Like, like, the episode would start off, oh, this is getting good, and then, like, what happened? It's now dragging. Mm-hmm. Or the opposite, you know. Oh, uh, the, oh, and it always baffles me, um, The Mandalorian had this problem, mm-hmm. The Last of Us had this problem, is they will go and they will do like a side story that mm-hmm. has absolutely nothing to do with the plot of the entire mm-hmm. ser- you know the story arc. You only got eight shows, eight episodes. Why are you wasting my time with this little sidebar mission thing that leads to nowhere? You know, yeah, that, it's that not the video always game. drives me nuts. And even the side missions and video games are optional. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will skip those and come back to them later. I mean, come on. I mean, do them as standalone little uh, episodic uh, things that have nothing to do with the season if you have to, yeah. which would actually be kind of cool. Um, kind of like with, with the MonsterVerse thing, if it ties mm-hmm. in with all of the movies and stuff. Oh, it, yeah, There's it a little does. background yeah. story and everything. I would rather watch that uh, than, you know, and then watch the movies or watch the movie and then watch that to get kind of caught mm-hmm. up to speed. I was hoping that's what they'd do with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. back in the day. Oh, I know, they but they that. never tied that in. No. And they said that they weren't, and it was like, it well, was the perfect opportunity to. Yeah, originally they were going to, but, yeah. then, when, but then when Winter Soldier got delayed, mm-hmm. it totally messed up their plans. Yep. Which... <laughs> because the, the whole tw- the whole twist about Shield being Hydra mm-hmm. was was the big focal Hydra. point that that really messed up Agents of Shield because they couldn't reveal yeah, that right. twist with the movie and because right. the movie was delayed. And <laughs> yeah, I just wish they would have tied it in because that would have made it really cool to tie in something something that on a TV episodic mm-hmm. every week. That tied into these movies that came yeah. out like you know one. Yeah, you'd have to. Oh, yeah. you'd have to. Ha- it'd have to be like uh, the comic book industry back when it was actually reliable. Mm-hmm. You know, to get get a comic book every month, you'd have to be make sure you'd get that movie out on time every time, so that the so that the shows and the movies could coordinate. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Marvel couldn't. Could Marvel Studios couldn't do that, and 
Heck, most of most comic book comic book uh, publishers can't even do that now with their, with their own yeah, comic book yeah. lines. Which Monarch is, really is doing it though. Like, I mean, in, in all, like I now am like, wait, did that scene happen in the movie? Now I have to watch the movie to like see because like they're doing flashbacks. <laughs> if and it like ties into Skull Island, ties into Godzilla. You know, so it's like, wait, wait, what was that? Oh wait. <laughs> See, I don't remember really when because uh, you were describing a scene from uh, mm-hmm. the the for episode one or is it episode two with Godzilla? I and can't even remember bridge. which one because I watched both of them right back to back. Um, but uh, we have to go to break. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, on that note, uh, we'll be back with more. If you'd like to participate in the Sporkle <laughs> Pub Quiz with Scott. Uh, the question was uh, already said. I think I already kind yes. of cleared it off. But anyway. Call with your answer, 775-515-4141. Yeah, but which box office hit movie sold the most tickets during the 2010s? A, Black Panther, B, Jurassic World, C, The Force Awakens, D, The Avengers, E, Baby Driver. If you get the right answer, you can either get a uh, prize that you can uh, go and pick up from Scott at the Tap Shack in Carson City on Tuesday or... A prize that you can get from Robert at Drew over at Dreamwell Comics. And we'll be right back with more Pop Culture Boom Radio Show right after this. Welcome back to the Pop Culture Boom Radio Show. And I am in communique with Eric in Whittier, California. Um, I told him the answer, and he said, really? That film sucked so hard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it did, but uh, it did well at the box office initially, Eric saw, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, it, it was not a very good movie, in my opinion. Um, apparently not just my opinion, either. Um, so, But anyway, uh, if you would like to take a guess... Seven seven five five one five four one four one. If you're uh, listening here in either Carson City or Reno, and you would like to go and take a trip to the Tap Shack in Carson City on Tuesday night at six thirty p.m. for the Sporkle Pub Quiz with Pub Quiz Master Scott. Oh, oh we have and, a caller. Oh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. All right, here we go. And uh, hello, caller. Who's this? And where are you calling from? I'm calling from Carson City. First name, please. Vincent. Vincent. All right, sir. Would you like to take a shot at the Sporkle Pub Quiz with Scott question? I will. All I right. I believe, you know, it's a trivia question, so it's going to be the obvious answer. Oh, okay. So, Which box guess. office hit movie sold the most tickets during the 2010s? It was at A, Black Panther, B, Jurassic World, C, The Force Awakens, D, The Avengers, or E, Baby Driver? It's, I'm guessing it's B. B, Jurassic World, incorrect. Oh. Okay. <laughs> but hey, you know what? Uh, Good call back. Yeah. There's still four Did more I, answers. I think it's Star Wars. All right. Thanks. Are you <laughs> don't. No problem. Okay. But try again. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. So, um, well, okay. So it's either A, the Black Panther, C, the Force Awakens, D, the Avengers, or E, Baby Driver. Right. Now that the uh, Jurassic World, I'm going to just put a line through that right now so that I don't, um, I'll just eliminate that from being a part of the options now. Since, uh, But four more uh, answers out there if you'd like to call and either win something for the Tap Shack here in Carson City or a 
prize from Dreamwell Comics, also here in Carson City. Remember, it is uh, getting close to uh, Christmas, so a gift certificate from or a gift prize from Dreamwell Comics will be nice for someone in your for you, either you or someone mm-hmm. you know for a uh, holiday stocking stuffer. So. I, I I firmly believe that when you're out there shopping for everybody else, you need to at least buy one gift for every like twenty that you're buying for everybody else for yourself. Wow, <laughs> wow! Okay. Whether that be like you know a Starbucks coffee or <laughs> you know, but like something that's just like okay, I'm not spending all my money on other people. You know, like <laughs> wow. So Eric says uh, Blanco was. Everybody thinks that Blank was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, Eric. <laughs> I don't think it's everybody, but close. Anyway, uh, so we were talking about um, the uh, streaming platforms. Actually, Netflix has ended up, uh, what is it, like 13 shows now that uh, Netflix has canceled. So, ouch. Yeah. Yeah, all right. So, the Marvel Universe is about to get a new Ghost Rider. Yay! Uh, Monday, the House of Ideas teased the arrival of a new Ghost Rider series and with it, a new character becoming the spirit of vengeance. Despite the character having an ongoing series active at this very moment, Marvel is rebooting it with a new number one issue come March. Benjamin Piercy, Percy, Piercy, will continue writing the series as Marvel newcomer Danny Kim will take over art duties from the community of artists. Hmm. Okay. And uh, Corey Smith has handled our duties on the majority of the on majority of the issues in the title with fill in artists, including uh, who cares. And all of the covers of the current run have been illustrated by Bjorn Burns. Wow. I got the first name right, but the last name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> who will depart the series and open space up for uh, Juan Ferrer. Yeah. Everything in Ghost Rider is always Mephisto, Mephisto, Mephisto. It's like Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Readers get numb to it. I felt the same way about Sabretooth and Wolverine. Uh, He's the big bad, and creators always rush the clash Mm -hmm. between the two. So in that title, we took Sabretooth off the table completely by tossing him in the pit pit of Kuroka. Yeah, okay. And Piercy told Marvel.com earlier this year, the idea was to build up his offstage mythology so that when Wolverine and he finally duked it out again, it'd be especially meaningful. Okay. Uh, what have I done in the meantime? Build up uh, other baddies uh, who have who don't see the spotlight as much, like Omega Red. Who Actually, I like Omega Red. He's one of my favorite. Uh, yeah, I've liked him since the Soul Skinner uh, in the early days of... Uh of of the X uh, adjectiveless X Men adjectiveless X Men okay, <laughs> um, and uh, Mikhail Ro- Ro- Rasputin he added, uh, we're doing something similar in Ghost Rider. Of course, Johnny will eventually battle Mephisto, but let's give some other nasties a turn. Oh, I hope it's not uh, what's his name, um, Darkheart. I didn't like that. Oh, Blackheart? Yeah, Blackheart. Yeah. I didn't like that character. <laughs> they really made me not like the character after doing the uh, Ghost Ghost Rider movie with the Nicolas Cage. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about bad movies. Oh, oh come on. That was awesome. No. Oh, yes. I, 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 no. One, oh, yeah. one of my, the best friends of my family. That's a great guilty pleasure movie. Yeah, one, one of the best friends of my family was a big Ghost Rider fan. He hated the first one, but he had a yeah. lot of hope for the second one. Oh, I didn't. It's still like yeah, Nicolas so, Cage. Yeah, so he actually took us all to go see it. And after the and as we were watching, you could just see him slump lower 
and lower and lower in his seat. And he actually apologized to all of us after we got out of the theater. <laughs> did he pay for the tickets? He did. Well, yeah. <laughs> you guys should apologize to him for spending that money. Um, but, yeah, I just I, – I, I was so disappointed with that. Uh, actually, when I found out they were casting Nicolas Cage, I'm like, oh, it's going to be so horrible. <laughs> yeah, so let's see. There's been, what, three or four Ghost Riders or in main continuity, but there's been a lot more. Yeah, and uh, Robbie Reyes mm-hmm. uh, with yeah. the uh, car. Yeah, Robbie Reyes yeah. was the most recent that I'm aware of. That has, that has Lab Toy, though. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Danny Ketch is the one I was most familiar with from back in his run in the 90s. Really? No, mm-hmm. See, I, oh, I was uh, always a Johnny Blaze guy. Yeah, Johnny Blaze. Oh, yeah, Blaze. well, yeah, that, but that just happened to be – Danny Ketch just happened to be the one when I was reading comic Marvel okay. obsessively. See, that was me with Johnny Blaze. Well, that That's, was what was good about Agent of Shields, though, because they did bring uh, yeah, the Robbie, Robbie Reyes version. Yeah. Yeah. I, they could have done so much more with that, though. No, but I think, but it was nice that they were actually able to like get him into, yeah. in the first place. You know, yeah. But, but then they had this the goofy Doctor Strange little yeah. <laughs> ring things. But anyway, uh, let's get some other nasty. Then when I read Brunson's run, I felt like Blackheart naturally would have been deeply <laughs> con- covetous uh, to Johnny's. C-O-V-E-T-O-U-S. Yeah, covetous. Okay, covetous of Johnny's time as the king of hell. So he'd be uh, aiming to take Blaze off his throne and toss him in the dungeon, so to speak. Yeah, well, uh, but anyway, that's a collector's uh, um, alert for you. um, Because whenever they change characters (laughs) and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, except for the new Punisher, because he's still got the horrible costume with the The, the pause pause button button. right on his (laughs) chest plate, which is just goofy. Uh, So Amazon has messaged North American people still using the Comixology app, uh, which is probably very few, that it will be closing in December and that all users will be migrated to using the Kindle app. Uh, Here is the letter that readers received. Hello, (laughs) (laughs) comics fans. We're writing to let you know about upcoming changes to the way you will access and read your comicsology, digital comics, graphic novels, and manga toddles. On December 4, 2023, we will be merging the comicsology and Kindle applications on iOS, Android, and Fire OS. Starting today, any books previously purchased on comicsology will automatically be visible in your library on the Kindle app. The upgraded Kindle app experience is available now. However, you may continue reading your books in the Comixology app until December 4th, 2023. You can read more about the upcoming changes here. And they give a really long and obnoxious website. Uh, we'll, we've been hard at work upgrading the Kindle app to deliver the great digital comics, graphic novels, and manga experience you've, you're accustomed to in the Comixology app including your library in the in the Kindle app now groups your issues, volumes, and omnibuses from the same series together. Uh, Dinners has a little asterisk. The Kindle app now allows you to hide and unhide specific comics, graphic novels, and manga in your library. Why would you want to do that? <laughs> if it's a shared library and you might have it shared with kids. that you. Oh, yeah. Those adult comics mm-hmm. uh, really don't go well with kids. Yeah. Mommy, Daddy, what uh, the? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Berserk. Berserk is not very kid-friendly. <laughs> yeah. Titles you've already well, set to. with mangas out there. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Mangas are amazing. They can go from everything from preteen to 
<laughs> and tie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> with your complete library of books now conveniently in one place, you can select comics and manga from the in-app filter menu to com- quickly find just your comics, graphic novels, and manga titles. Another asterisk, members of Comixology Unlimited, Kindle Unlimited, or Amazon Prime can borrow comics, graphic novels, and manga titles directly into um, Borrow. Uh, mm-hmm. Tap the Home button from the bu- from the bottom nav. Select the Explore button in the top left directly under the search bar. Then select the Comics, Manga, and Graphic Novels button listed under the More Categories label. You may also continue to browse for content on the web via www.amazon.com backslash comicsology. Hmm. Yeah, so it lets you, like, so you don't have to buy the comic if you have, like, a subscription. So it's like you can, you could read the new comic without having to buy it. Yeah, I ain't gonna want to do that. <laughs> anyway, uh, Zagaret Interactive Revealed that Slave Zero X's Deluxe Edition will be getting a special add-on as players will receive a comic book based on the game, along with all of the items already announced for this version. You will be getting an all-new comic book based on the characters and universe of the game. The comics will be illustrated by industry icons and former Marvel, DC Comics, and Disney storytellers and writers Ant Williams and Andy Lanning, both of whom currently work with Ideas and Inks. The physical editions are chock full of Slave Zero goodies. Uh, Eric keeps thinking of something. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Including platform-specific skins, uh, physical guides. Uh, Yeah, Kindle has a checkout book function. Okay, Mm -hmm. well, go Check it out. Oh, yeah. My wife loves that. Check them out. Uh, Platform-specific skins, physical guidebooks with art, an exclusive outer box, and even postcards. Postcards. Allowing you to bring the dystopian surroundings of Mega City S1 through 9 to life. Pre-orders are also... uh, Pre-orders also offer a number of kick-ass incentives (laughs) for those who receive their copies early. PlayStation digital pre-orders come with 72 hours of early access to the game, while those who reserve a physical copy can receive digital downloads for the OST, Steam keys for the original Slave Zero 1999, the digital versions of the tie-in comics from participating retailers, would-be rebels can pre-order the digital versions today of the standard edition, and Deluxe Edition uh, on GOG, PlayStation 4 and 5, and Xbox. More information on pre-orders for physical versions, standard and deluxe on Nintendo Switch and PlayStation 4 5 will be available later. Okay. Hmm. Without any other information, just available later. Uh, the newest title in the, cla- in the classic Dreamcast Slave Zero franchise will bring a satisfyingly punishing challenge Perfect for hardcore hack and slash fans who want to get their blood pumping as well as spilling. The story of Slave Zero X sees the protagonist Shu merging with the stolen slave unit prototype, taking up arms to do battle against the violent forces of the tyrannical Sovcon, the violent dictator who rules the Mega City S1 through 9 with fists of iron and flesh. <laughs> hmm. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, why do I have the theme of the Transformers suddenly going through my head? Um, I am every we're fighting the said, evil forces of the Decepticons, but it's, but it's the I don't know. It's really weird because I, I I've never played Slave Zero X, so I have no idea what it's about. I, I don't. I've never even heard of it until right now. Yeah, yeah me neither. Yeah. Um, and uh, every time I said Mega City, all I can think of is Judge Dread. Judge Dread. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, Mega, wait, Mega City S1 through 9. I'm going to run into the judges that way. Uh, DC's ongoing Batman series will reveal a terrifying secret regarding the clown prince of crime in the Joker year one. Joker is arguably Batman's greatest and most feared nemesis, and the two will collide in the fallout of the Gotham War event in, in what's being billed as their most brutal fight of all time. This leads up to Joe, the Joker Year One, which borrows its name from the classic Batman Year One. No, really? The Joker Year One um, begins in Batman number 142. In part one, the tragic death of the leader of the Red Hood gang in a vat of chemicals has become the subject of myth. But what is the heartbreaking and gruesome tale of the monster who walked away from that violent birth? So they're actually taking the uh, um, storyline that was in um, uh, The, the Killing, Killing Joke, Joke uh-huh. and making it actual, because uh, that was kind of always the interesting thing about The Killing Joke, because mm-hmm. it, it looked like the Red Hood doing that was actually going to be canon as right. far as what the Joker's origin actually was. But then in the same, like, right after he gets done telling the story. But that's just one of my stories, right? <laughs> well, yeah. That, that, it's like, yeah. Yeah, the Joker's like, if I have to have a backstory, I'd rather it be multiple choice. So. So you're left guessing. But that was still a good story, um, the killing joke. Mm-hmm. I actually had the first edition of that. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, and the funny thing is, it's one of the, considered one of the best Batman stories ever oh, told. It was. And Alan Moore hated it. He, th- he thought that was some of his weakest work he ever wrote. Well, too bad for him. Yeah. Maybe because it became so popular. I don't right. know. But, uh, anyway, people are weird. Very. Anyway. Especially uh, Alan Moore. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, subject of myth, but what was the heartbreaking and gruesome tale of the monster? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, from the first pages of the Joker Year One onward, eager readers will be questioning everything they know about the Joker. The Joker Year One three-part story taking place in February's Batman number 142 through 144 will ship weekly starting February 6th, hmm. 2024. And with that music, it is the top of the hour break. Uh, if you've enjoyed the show so far or and want to hear it again, or if you missed any part of it, feel free to check out the Pop Culture Kaboom podcast, courtesy of 97 and Now Productions. It is available on your favorite podcast platform. We'll be right back with more Pop Culture Boom Radio Show. If you want to give a shot at that question for the Sporkle <laughs> Pub Quiz with Scott, uh, feel free, 775-515-4141. Good from anywhere in the world. And if you want to take a guess at it, Eric. Oh, actually, Eric already knows yeah. the answer. <laughs> but anyway, he, he already took two stabs at it right? anyhow. Anyway, we'll be uh, back shortly, so don't go anywhere. KNVC 95.1 FM invites the community to our open house Wednesday, November 29th from 4.30 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. at 990 North Minnesota Street in Carson City. There will be raffles, refreshments, tours of the station. Don't miss the fun. Those interested in supporting KNVC through volunteering, donations, or partnership are encouraged to attend. To attend. You can email Monica for more information, monica at knvc.org. And uh, Eric has, uh, from Whittier, California, uh, says, uh, uh, Harley Quinn will die, I hope. Uh, so you- <laughs> In comic books? That doesn't har- that hardly matters. Yeah. And I am kind of done with Batman, too. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for sharing, Eric. <laughs> so... 
Well, her, her she did get renewed for the, her uh, series on Max again for a new season. Yeah, I like that series. It's good. I haven't uh, like really Kyoko. gotten into it yet. So yeah, Kelly Coco. Uh, she she it was mm-hmm. it, it, the show has ended up being a lot better than it had a right to be. <laughs> True. All right, from the comic books being released Wednesday, November twenty second. All right, right before Thanksgiving, at least here I highlight the number one issue and or major story or anniversary issues that are being released because those are the ones that have the most value interest to collectors and investors. Don't base your buying decisions solely on my opinion. I was just going to kind of leave it over here because it was ruined. Oh, you're swapping them out? Yes. (laughs) Well, thank you. Couldn't wait for a break for that, huh? <laughs> all right, uh, collectors, don't base your buying decisions solely on my opinion. It, after all, is only my opinion. To keep the list to a minimum, I do not include in it trade paperbacks, graphic novel collections, hardcover, softcover volumes, or reprints. If you are an independent comic book company or creator and you have something coming out, please let me know by sending me an email at popculturegaboom at gmail.com. Put upcoming comics in the subject line and include in the body of the email the publisher's name, the title of the book or books, when the book or books will be coming out, and the issue number so I can add your book or books in the future. First up from Archie Comic Publications, Darkling number one one-shot with two cover variants. Archie Comics is getting kind of dark. <laughs> well, yeah, they, they, they go back and forth every so often. In fact, one of the most brutal killings I've ever seen by the Punisher was in a was in a Archie comic. Really? Yeah. Huh. Okay. That's new to when me. When they go dark, they go dark. They go real dark. Yeah, no they do. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and like like I saw Archie versus Predator mm-hmm. and that was the, that was even more brutal. Yeah. <laughs> okay, weirdest title of the week goes to Bad Idea with Inebrio Horse Feathers in Scamper Juice number 1. In Scamper Juice. That in is Scamper Juice. That is a okay. long and weird title. It is very weird. I don't even know what inebrio, horse feathers, in Scamper Juice means. Is it a person? That no idea. Uh-huh. I did not look up the comic. Well, should have feathers. That well, like whatever it, it is. Person. I thought it was going to be like uh, you know a Native American twist, but yeah. why in Scamper Juice? I mean, well, that, that makes no sense. Well, now we have what to is Scamper Juice? Yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> It's a I'm bad idea. Yes, it is a bad idea. Good, very good point. Dark Horse Comics has Lunar Lodge number one, Mortal in Terror number one with two cover variants. DC Comics has Batman Off World number one of six with a wallet busting seven cover variants. Titans Beast World Evolution number one a one shot. Distillery Media has Somnia number one with a wallet busting seven cover variants. Um, Anything that can be said on the air there, Rob? Because uh, your expression yes, says it all. It, it's apparently a cowboy slang term that was that meant that a that means tired. Scamper juice. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm right? so glad yeah. they came up with television. So, inebrio feathers is tired. <laughs> Basically, inebrio <laughs> horse feathers and scamper juice just means that somebody's tired. I'm, I'm guessing, yeah. Weird. My guess is that they probably have some other deeper meaning. And wait a minute, horse feathers is uh, basically a term, uh, slang term for a lie or Bravo Sierra. So an inebrio means so. It's, so it's it's drunk BS when you're tired and scamper juice. Okay, <laughs> okay. Drunk BS when you're tired. Ooh, it could be like like. Death robot that you know. Okay. <laughs> From Fair Square Comics, 
Noir is the new Black Presents Little Rock Files, number one. Not the Rockford Files, but Rock Files, number one, with oh. three cover variants. IDW Publishing has Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Stranger Things. And it just babbles me beyond, beyond my imagination. Director's Cut, number one. It's a comic book. Uh, yeah. No directors. Well, yeah, but the, the, that's just the, probably the term for they're probably going to do like a little extended scenes and stuff from the show that were in the script but didn't make it around the cutting from With floor. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Well, yeah. probably. I don't remember there's them like even how many... in the movie. Well, let's the see. There's, there was the, the original like three, and then the, the new ones that came out, then the terrible ones, and then <laughs> what? <laughs> Are we talking about the same stuff? Uh, Image Comics has Holy Roller number one with a wall of busting seven cover variants. Mad Cave Studios had Eden Frost number one of four with three cover variants. Marvel Comics has Carnage number one with a wall of busting eight cover variants. Daredevil Black Armor number one with a wall of busting six cover variants. Marvel Superheroes Secret Wars Battle World number one with a wall of busting eight cover variants. Massive has Hellicious number one with two cover variants. Great title, if nothing else. Hellicious. That's an interesting word. It is. Scout Comics has Katians number one with three cover variants. Ghosts on the Water number one with three cover variants. Lipstick. I can't pronounce this one. You're going to have to help me out with that one, Spencer. Lipstick Klika. Number one with two cover variants. I have no idea what that means either. Yeah, C-L-I-Q-A. It's a if anybody word wants to look I'm it up. Familiar, yeah. uh, Silver Sprocket has Everything Sucks Friends Forever, number one one-shot. And Xenoscope Entertainment. Grim Fairy Tales 2023 Armed Forces Appreciation number one with four cover variants and Van Helsing the Syndicate with four cover variants. Wonderland Child of Madness number one of three with a wall of buzzing five cover variants. And those are your comics that are coming out this coming Wednesday. So kid-centric restaurant Chuck E. Cheese has announced they will be removing their signature animatronics from all but one location. Yep. The robotic musical group Munchies Make Believe Band will now only be found at the restaurant's location in Northridge, California, near Los Angeles. You know, if they were trying to get away from the FNAF jokes, that's not going to help. The what? Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh. Because, you know, they're still going to have that one. You're, they're going to say that, you know, this is the one location left where, you know, somebody got their head eaten. You know what? All I can say <laughs> is that I, we have a Chuck E. Cheese up in Reno. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they have the animatronics. No. Oh, darn. They haven't had them for a while. Darn. Because I was going to, now I got to try and find some. Because I want I want those. I really do. <laughs> yeah. I those agree. will be great Halloween decorations. <laughs> from, what I, from what I understand from one of the articles I read, they're all like going to like a main like location. They're shipping all of them like somewhere. They're going to be all used for all the spare parts. To maintain because they're updating the show or something like that too. Yeah. I want to. Hmm. They're replacing the show on. with like trampolines and you know like there's those popular trampoline park things. Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. Depending on the location, there's like going to be replacing it with like the trampolines or more of the interactive like at a things. Chuck E. Cheese. A mm-hmm. trampoline park. Mm-hmm. It's almost as bad an idea as like a uh, children's playground at a Taco Bell. But everybody has their like kids' parties there, so it's kind of like... 
you know what? Maybe they should, they should just take the money and improve the food. <laughs> but you know, yeah, just, there's, there's some kids that don't go. They can't go on a trampoline or are scared of trampoline. If, if you have if you have your party at a trampoline park, so maybe you know, kind of like okay, well these these well maybe... they still have the arcade there. I yeah, guess it'd be exactly. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, no, but they yes, are. they definitely do need to improve the food. I mean, it's cardboard pizza. I, I I am very forgiving when it comes to pizza, but this pizza tastes like. Well, what do you want just because for of SEC regulations on cardboard? <laughs> what, what, do you, what, what do you want for a pizza and a thousand tokens for twenty dollars? You know, <laughs> uh, just uh, pr- bring in the pizza from Little Caesars. Then, oh, it even says it on here. Sorry, uh, recent enhancements include a new state-of-the-art interactive dance floor, oh. a giant video wall, and screens. The most popular kid-focused arcade games, and new trampoline zones in select locations around the nation. Uh, the Northridge restaurant will be a special exception to the recent changes. While it will be getting all the upgrades of the other locations, it will retain Munch's make-believe band. Uh, and I say here is a quote from them. We love performing so much, it's practically hardwired into us. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> said mascot Chuck E. Cheese during a recent press conference. No, he didn't. Uh, this makes the Northridge restaurant location ideal for fans of both the nostalgic Chuck E. Cheese and its more modern incarnation. As an important part of the legacy of the brand, we know that the animatronic band holds a special place for many fans in their childhood memories. Not really. I always thought it would be really cool to have it as a Halloween decorations, but that's me. <laughs> um, Mr. Uh, David McKillops, uh, president and CEO of Chuck E. Cheese's parent company, CEC Entertainment, said... We want our fans to know that the decision to keep the band here is meant as a gesture of love and gratitude as our legacy continues to evolve in new ways. Chuck E. Cheese is and was, is and was an essential part of growing up, Nolan Bushnell of CEC said. It has had an enormous impact on how families have fun, providing a place where kids and adults alike can be entertained. From animatronic shows tailored more for the adults, were they? Were they really? Two games and prizes for the kids. It's well, actually I was the last time I was at Chuck E. Cheese. That's all I do is play the games. I could give a crap about anything else. I did not want to eat there. That's for sure. <laughs> now, are you talking as an adult or a kid? Adult. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. See, because it was uh, I'd hit up Toys R Us, which was uh-huh. right, right, right around the right. corner. Yeah. Right yeah. around the corner, and then go to Chuck E. Cheese. So I might as well have been. That's why I said, you know, oh, okay. juvenile at least. Uh, <laughs> See, I aspects. only went for like somebody's party, like a kid's party. So, really? Yeah. Oh, which is the only reason most most people show up there. I mean, very few people actually go there on a whim. Now, as a kid, though, we. <laughs> When I grew up, we had actually had a two-story Chuck E. Cheese. Wow. Really? And it, yeah, and it had this giant, like, crawl-through maze thing that, oh, my gosh, it was so cool. But, um, yeah, but I, yeah, I totally remember, like, and they had the whole, they had the stage of the curtains open and the animatronic band. Would See, play. I remember that at the Chuck E. Oh, Cheese so in Jacksonville, fun. Florida. Yeah, they would open up, and they're like, yeah, it was, it was so much fun. <laughs> From they, were, they totally looked like Millie Vanilli lip-syncing, yeah. bro, but anyway. Ah. Uh, Good times, good times. Uh, the obvious elephant in the room here is the recent release of the film Five Nights at Freddy's. Based on the popular video game, the film and bo- game both center around murderous animatronics coming to life at a family-oriented pizza place. Most consumers quickly connected the dots and assumed the concept was based on a twisted version of Chuck E. Cheese. As far as we can see, the company did not cite this as the reason for the animatronics being removed, but it certainly is certainly 
a noteworthy coincidence in timing. Yeah, though, to be fair, coincidence. Yeah. yeah. Though, to be fair, uh, kids found these animatronics creepy long before <laughs> right? Five Nights at Freddy's, <laughs> Wally's Wonderland, or the Banana Splits movie existed. The restaurant chain is also testing more exciting announcements. Testing more exciting announcements uh, leading up to Chuck E. Cheese's 50th anniversary in 2027. Hmm. Hmm. Three years, four four years away, three and a half years away. (laughs) That's why they're testing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Maybe it's going to be food improvements because they're testing it. (laughs) I don't think you have to really test much to do that. But anyway, Uh, host uh, Jeff Kenley Knightley uh, took to the stage to reveal all of the nominees for the annual The Game Awards event with over 30 different categories. Most of the biggest games of 2023 are represented somewhere on the nomination nominees. However, the Game of the Year Award is the event's most prestigious prize, and only six games can be nominated each year. Because of the height competition, some fans have taken exception to their favorite games not making the list. Many of them almost immediately ran to Twitter to voice their displeasure that uh, GTO 5 or whatever they're waiting for isn't on there. <laughs> but no, no, I'm just kidding on that one. Um, explain why their favorite game of 2023 should be should replace one of the six nominees for the Game Awards 2023 GOTY. Uh, before diving into the snubs, let's uh, first take a look at the, what games did get nominated. As mentioned, 2023 is a great year for games, and the limited slots meant that Several fan favorites have been left out to dry. That said, here are the 2023 Game of the Year nominees: Alan Wake Two. Mm-hmm. I have not. Uh, yeah, that's a very uh, that's a very story driven one. That's yes. very, very it's very rare to get one player games like that these days. Baldur's Gate Three. That is such a good game. I am like seventy hours in, and I'm still in, only just finishing Act 70 One. Seventy hours. Wow. Marvel's Spider Man Two. I've heard a lot of good things about that. I've been too busy with Baldur's Gate 3 to play it, but... <laughs> Don't have the system for it. Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Oh, the remaster, yeah. Mm. Really a remaster of Game of the Year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Don't have that system either. I've heard interesting things about it. I have not seen it. I have not seen it nor played it yet. Me neither. Uh, the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Nope. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a direct sequel to Breath of the Wild, so... Yeah, of course, X exploded with some comments as Final Fantasy 16 robbed. <laughs> Spider-Man 2 is crazy straight up a movie turned into a movie game and it gets picked over Armored Core 6 Masterclass. That was one of the comments. Insane how a remake has a nomination, but a brand new title, Fantasy Final Fantasy 16 doesn't. I understand it's probably due to it being more of a spectacle and an interactive movie with insane battles than just a game so it doesn't qualify. Wow. Very disappointed, though. Well, it is disappointing that they just put a remaster in instead of, because you could have gotten Final Fantasy 16, Armored Core 6. I've heard a lot of really good things about it too, so yeah. The funniest one so far, uh, Starfield is supposed to be on here, but it's just on a loading screen at the moment. <laughs> Wow. It's funny because yeah, it's that true. Is, yeah, pretty uh, much. Really, it's not. I've never had any issues with it loading. Well, yeah. okay. Uh, <laughs> well, somebody's got a crappy computer. <laughs> Get off X, maybe, and start uh, actually just gaming, and you won't have to worry about it. Close that, close that tab. Uh, we'll be back with more Pop Culture Kaboom Radio Show right after this, so don't go anywhere.
Welcome back to the Pop Culture Kaboom Radio Show. The Nevada Artists Association is featuring its biggest show of the year called the Nevada Day Show through December 24th. Works by lo- by tw- 73 local artists are included in the show. The gallery has fine art and gifts for all occasions and is located at 449 West King Street in Carson City. They are open Tuesday through Sunday, 12 p.m. to 4 p.m., and admission is free. Yay! Each week, the film powers that be release dozens of movies, some of which you will never hear about except yeah. Each week's upcoming releases are carefully picked over from Rotten Tomatoes, and up to five films are selected from genres that I would watch. And those genres are action, adventure, horror, science fiction, anime, or fantasy, that's pretty much it. With that in mind, we sit through some of the most hideous trailers ever made and we'll read you the synopsis of each film, then give you our not-so-humble opinions. Bear in mind, we are not professional movie critics. We're just overly opinionated blowhards. But Mr. Tony Sanfilippo, uh, Filippo's horrible reviews is. You can catch all of Tony Sanfilippo's reviews of concerts, television shows, and movies at Filippo's Horrible Reviews. And how are you, saw? Oh, doing good, buddy. Just uh, relaxing, watching the Broncos. Eh, currently losing to the Vikings, but uh, they're, they're having a good drive right now. So hopefully it'll be good. They're definitely not going to walk away like your Jaguars did today. They just great <laughs> kicked the you-know-what out of them. Oh, you know what? And it's always a good thing when the Titans are the are on the uh, receiving end of a beatdown from, from the Jaguars. Oh, of course. So that makes me Especially, happy. Uh, yeah, any of your division rivals being on that end is perfect. <laughs> yeah. So I got asked the other day, too. It's like, oh, you're a football fan? I'm surprised with considering your radio show. I'm like, I don't care. Uh, just because, uh, you know, you can like what you like. And I like football. <laughs> and uh, so, but Yeah, you I can like, like football. You can like pop culture. You can like whatever. Yeah, yeah. You, don't, you don't. You like heavy metal. You like Metallica. And you like Megadeth. You, I hated that, you know, yeah, just, who's just, better. Just because you're, you're a nerd doesn't mean yeah. you can't like sports, too. Like yeah, I'm, right. I'm a I'm a Raiders fan, a Golden Knights. You fan. are. <laughs> hey, I was born into it. I'm sorry. I was born into it. Yeah. Hey, you know, it's actually uh, if they switch locations, that is your out. Uh, officially, uh, that is your out. And actually, because that's how I became a Golden Knights fan when I finally had a home team. Because oh. I was a Habs yeah. fan before okay, that. Well, there you go. Oh, great. So now it is kind go. of a home team for you. So mm-hmm. all right. Say, yeah, the, the Golden the Golden Knights definitely a true Nevada team. That, um, that they are. Well, the Raiders, Jaguars. A's, eh, no. Yeah. If the Jaguars ever leave uh, Jacksonville, uh, I will no longer be a fan. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm serious. <laughs> They're no longer part of the town. So bye bye bye. All right, so here on the Pop Culture Kaboom Radio Show, we utilize a carefully crafted and patented Pop Culture Kaboom movie rating system. If it is worth seeing in the theater at full price, it is a good, not a great. That is to be determined by you if you choose to see it in a theater. If it's worth seeing as a matinee or in your town's cheap theater, it is a so-so. If it is worth seeing as on a streaming service or as a rental, or however you choose to watch a film while avoiding social interaction, it is a blah. And if it is deemed so awful, you should wait for it to be on public television it is considered a touch brown because FCC regulations say we can't use profanity. And we only have four movies this week. Big shocker there. Um, yes, there's not a lot coming out. Everything yeah, got is, pushed back. Yeah. yeah, this is the calm before the uh, movie storm. The movie storm for the holidays, yeah. Uh, okay, well, Tony, uh, in a tradition, if there's only four, you go first. All right, I'm just going to spin here. We're going to land on doo, 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 Robot Dreams. That's where my finger landed. So, 
Dog lives in Manhattan, and he's tired of being alone. One day, he decides to build himself a robot, a companion. Their friendship blossoms until they become inseparable to the rhythm of 80s New York City. One summer night, Dog, with great sadness, is forced to abandon Robot at the beach. Will they ever meet again? Who cares? <laughs> uh, seriously, though, if you watch this, it's an animated film of a dog who builds a robot. Uh, this must have taken place way back when, because you see the Twin Towers in the trailer. Uh, the dog and robot become friends. I did get a chuckle, because those New Yorkers flipped off the robot, and he gave him the middle finger back. With That's a big smile. Funny. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of weird. There's no talking in this movie at all, or in this trailer. I didn't hear any talking, just little noises. Uh, the robot gets stuck on a beach. A uh, dog can't lift him. And then he's stuck. He goes to jail for breaking and entering. He's riding on the back of a bike with Howard the Duck. Okay, it's not really Howard the Duck. <laughs> I don't know. This is not really something I would ever watch. I mean, there's no talking, just a lot of noises. And I'm pretty annoying on my own. And I hear my own stupid little noises. I don't think I need to listen to something else. Uh, somebody else's annoying noises. So I'm going to have to give this one a touch brown uh, to start it off this week, fellas. All right. Well, uh, it's rare to find a movie or trailer that can tell you a story with no dialogue, and this is one of them. But if it's 1980s New York, why are they playing an Earth, Wind, and Fire song that was released in 1971? Anyway, I digress. So, in an alternate universe, Brian from The Family Guy builds Bender from Futurama, and they have a <laughs> lovely day at the beach. Uh, I thought Bender told me too, man. I love it. Love it. Well, robots and, and uh, water don't mix, and so Bender gets left behind on the beach to rust, I guess. And that's where the story kind of falls apart, as the dog tries over the course of a year to get back to the robot to repair it, but fails time and time again. Sounds really boring now that I think about it, so touch brown. Spencer, what say you? Well, uh, I wanted to like this. Because, you know, I, I I love me some good animation. The problem is this animation style. It's not good animation. Yeah, it's the animation style, the same as, like... Uh, Nickelodeon? You know, yeah, the, the, yeah, like, the, you know, the the, the, the uh, Thundercats Roar, the Star versus Oh, Evil, God, that was that. an abomination. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was. It was terrible. Yeah, that style of animation I'm just not a fan of. I mean, so so looks wise, it's not really grabbing me. But uh, you know, the story looks like it could be interesting, and and I, I do like it when people try to to do uh, non vocal storytelling. It's it's not it's not easy, but it, it gives me mild curiosity at most. Again, just because I hate the look of it, uh, so I'll, I'll give it a blah. Okay, Rob, what say you? Wow. Okay. <laughs> like I like apparently am like a complete polar opposite from everybody else here. <laughs> I actually thought it was a cute little story. Um, you know, the animation reminded me of like the old school like eighties animation. Um, Adventure Time. I that's what like, it reminded me. Well, of. No, I, I am I am open to to liking it. It's just I don't like the art style. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Rob. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, so yeah, no. Um, so I, I, like I said, I liked it. I thought it reminded me very much of the eighties like style. 
I thought the story was neat. I, I felt bad for the dog. Um, <laughs> I felt bad for a robot. <laughs> no, I felt bad for the dog because he just, he just wanted to go get his friend back, and apparently, I don't know. I hope he does. I, I, I I'm, I'm that intrigued in the story that I want to know. Oh, okay. So I'm going with a sozo. Oh, so so. So All right. Up next, that was Robot Dreams. Up next is Do Justice, D U E, not D O. Um, just so in case you're curious, or D E W. So it's not a uh, drink commercial either. In the heart pounding thriller Do Justice, former Marine Max experiences a devastating loss when his beloved wife and daughter are brutally. No, his wife was kidnapped, not daughtered. Or the daughter was kidnapped, not not murdered. Murdered in a cold-blooded act of violence. Consumed by grief and driven by revenge, Max embarks on a relentless mission to hunt down those responsible. While the synopsis is pretty straightforward, no surprises is this this no surprises, this is what you get. But that's not the end of the story. The trailer, on the other hand, has the epic swelling music that is completely mismatched with the film itself. Characters are introduced, and you have no idea who they are, what they have to do with the plot, and the main character slogs his way through until the eventual end where he goes full niggin' from Walking Dead with his own version of Lucille. Music makes a movie, or in this case, the trailer, and with the uncohesive and rapidly cut scenes haphazardly thrown together, it distracts more than it helps and doesn't scream, you should watch this. So I'm giving it a touch brown. Tony, what say you? Urban Films means go, go, Power Ranger time. Okay, I always say that because that's what I always think. I guess it's a Bond film. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it just makes me think of that. Uh, The little Spanish guy looks like Pee Wee Herman. So basically, (laughs) that's just what I thought. I thought it was a Spanish Pee Wee. (laughs) 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 So basically, this movie from the trailer I watched... uh, a brother and a wife were murdered, so now the guy becomes a vigilante to take out this scum crew. Um, turns out the Spanish Peter Herman looks, I could be wrong, but I believe that's Pedro from Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, well, if they got his daughter, they need to, he needs to cooperate and deal with the dirty, crooked people to save the daughter. Um, compared to some of the other trailers today, I mean, it's better than some of those, but... It just doesn't look like a movie that would draw me in to want to sit down and watch it. And I know I like these action flicks. Uh, I just don't think this one's going to be for me. I kind of get the gist. He's going to save the daughter. There's no way they're going to kill the little girl in the movie. I don't want to see that anyways, but it's a touch brown for me. Okay. Rob, what say you? Well, I did not read the synopsis before I saw this trailer. (laughs) So I just kept going, is that Kelly Lutz? That looks like Kellen Lutz. Is that Kellen Lutz? Like I, I, that was the my whole. Who's Kelly Lutz? Kellen Lutz. He's the main. character. He's the main oh, character. Oh, yeah, yeah, from Twilight. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, ooh. exactly. So it was like, <laughs> ooh, I just felt really bad for him. Like <laughs> going, oh, and then when, when they're like announced it, Kellen Lutz, I was like, oh, now he's doing direct, like straight to streaming. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I feel bad. I'm not even going to stream it. Okay, so... Yeah, Tess Brown. Okay, Spencer, what say you? You know, I love me a good mindless action movie. I I grew up on Arnold Schwarzenegger, Stallone, Bruce Willis, and Die Hard. I grew up on all these. Now, Do Justice is none of these. 
and it will not even pretend to be as cool or as awesome. If you want to watch a movie where 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 a former badass marine has to go uh, save their daughter, go watch Commando. Okay, that has that has mindless action, fun, and and he saves his daughter. You, it's yeah. it going to be about as, it's about as paint by numbers as do justice is going to be. But you have the charisma of Arnold Schwarzenegger in there and one-liners. So you're going to cooperate, right? Wrong. Bang. You see? Already more brilliant than anything in the Do Justice trailer. So touch brown for me. Okay. I want that girl to do justice. I should <laughs> take over. I'm going to save my daughter and I'll take you out. Yeah. show you who's the boss. <laughs> i save my little daughter, Alyssa Milano. Okay, I I would watch a TV. I would watch a remake. How's Melissa Milano? Yes, yeah, you didn't know that. Yeah, she, she was like eleven then. Yeah, dude, I haven't seen that movie since it first came out. Yeah, that's yeah, how long ago. Milano, his daughter in there. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, I said I'd kill you last. I lied. Yeah, it was I mean, actually written by by uh, Stephen DeSouza, who was a big comic book guy. Huh. And and whenever anybody makes fun of him for it, he pulls out a picture of his house and goes, "See this house? That's the house Commando built." Okay, uh, so what is next, Tony? <laughs> Okay, the next one, since we're on movie three of four, we got to go with the other animation film on here, and it's The Boy and the Heron. Is that how you say it? Heron? No, Heron. Heron. Maybe it's Heron. Heron, okay. The Boy and the Heron. A young boy named Mahito, yearning for his mother, ventures into a world shared by the living and the dead. There, death comes to an end and life finds a new beginning. A semi-autobiographical fantasy about life, death, and creation in tribute to friendship from the mind of, oh, God. Hayao Miyazaki. This. Thank you. You're very <laughs> welcome. Because I was going to butcher that one. So here you go, guys. Japanimation. I don't really, I never really watch these ones. But I got to be nice to this movie. The animation looks amazing. You got to love the style of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the English trailer I watched uh, had well-known actors. It had uh, Robert Edward, a.k.a. Uh, or Robert. Edward Batman Pattinson in there, and Florence <laughs> Black Widow's sister Pew as the voices. The story should hook some, and the animation will draw others. Since I'm not into this, it's not really my thing. I'm not going to bag it and put it down. I'm just going to respectfully say, not for me, Touch Brown. Okay. Okay, that was the best-looking and freakishly weird at the same time anime that I've seen in a while. The trailer and this film is made for those that are a fan of anime, and if you are... You will like this one, but I highly recommend that you do not take any Nevada legal recreational uh, things prior or during your viewing. My question is, other than why does a heron have a human teeth and a nose coming out of its beak, is I can't see how any of this remotely, let alone semi-autobiographical. But I like me some good anime, and I hope this movie makes a little more sense than the trailer, so I'll give it a blah. Um, Spencer, what's it you? <laughs> well, in 30 seconds or less. All right. Well, Hayao Miyazaki is the Disney of Japan animation. He is a, br- a brilliant legend. I love every movie that I've seen that he has done. And this one will undoubtedly be uh, another one I will love to see. And I am going to give it a good. Wow. Okay. 
If I can find it playing locally, I will go see it in the theater just to finally get to see a Miyazaki movie in the theater. Oh, isn't he the one who did Howl's uh, Moving Castle? Yep, he did Howl's okay. Moving Castle. He's, he's done a lot of great ones. Okay. Yeah, but this one was just bizarre. Oh, yeah, but that, that's that's where he kind of excels in these, is in the bizarre. All right. Okay, well, uh, with the music swelling up, we'll have to find out what Rob thinks of the boy in the herring when we get back. So don't go anywhere. More Pop Culture Boom Radio Show right after this. Welcome back to the Pop Culture Kaboom Radio Show. Everything you want, everything you need in pop culture entertainment. We're going over movies with Mr. Tony Sanfilippo of Filippo's Horrible Reviews. So far, we've talked about Robot Dreams. Rob gave it a so-so. Spencer gave it a blah. Tony and I gave it a touch brown. Do Justice D-U-E. Uh, got a big brown streak. Everybody gave it a touch brown. Would have been better if it was D-E-W. Justice. Yeah, probably. Do Justice or... Even this is doo-doo justice. <laughs> doo-doo justice. Uh, the Boy and the Heron, uh, which we just got done talking about. A young boy named Makito. Makito. Yeah, not Mojito, Mahito. Okay. Mojito. Yeah, because it's not a drink. Yes, he is. Uh, yearning for his mother, <laughs> ventures into a world shared by the living and the dead. There, death comes to an end, and life finds a new beginning. A semi-autobiographical fantasy about life, death, and creation in tribute to his friendship from the mind of... Hayao Miyazaki. Thank you. And that one, Spencer gave it a good, I gave it a blah, and Tony gave it a touch brown, and Rob, what say you? Well, we have another amazing-looking film from Studio Ghibli. I've never seen any of these, but they look amazing. <laughs> um, I know they're all a little strange. They have they just built a whole amusement park, so I'm curious if they're going to make this as an addition to the amusement park. But anyways, um, I, I've never seen any of them. They, they're just not for me, so it's going to be a touch brown for me. But people who like the Studio Ghibli movies, it looks just like any other one, so I'm sure you'll be well, yeah, amazed it, it looks it, it looks like a, a Miyazaki movie on steroids because they have because he has a lot more budget and a lot more technology to work with than he has in the past. True. Like Howl's Moving Castle was beautiful for in its day, but it's considered that but its animation would be primitive compared to what I saw in that trailer. True. All right, so that brings us to the 400-pound gorilla in the room this week, which is Wish. And here's the synopsis. Walt Disney Animation Studios' Wish is an all-new musical comedy welcoming audiences to the magical kingdom of Rosas, where Asha, a sharp-witted idealist, makes a wish so powerful that it is answered by a cosmic force, a little ball of boundless energy called Star. Together, Asha and Star confront a most formidable foe, the ruler of Rosas, King Magnifico, to save her community to prove and prove that when the will of one courageous human connects with the magic of the stars, wondrous things can happen. All right. <laughs> well, I think Disney computer animation has hit rock bottom, and I wouldn't be surprised if this movie has a little scuff up with Nintendo over the look and behavior of that star. Anyway, when you start out a trailer with princesses from better movies, you know you're in trouble. And why does the little lamb sound like an old goat? Another Disney movie destined for the garbage pile. Touch brown. Tony, what say you? 
Um, I actually, you know, I I didn't know what to make of the animation. It looked like it was CGI and like so animated. So that was kind of a neat little mashup for a Disney film, a little different. Um, it's basically what you would expect from Disney. It's got music, Princess Driven, same formula. Hero starts from nothing, becomes something. Faces a villain and has a cute little companion. The talking lamb is Noah Boo, but he's going to sell a ton of merch. As is the star who looks like a loony from Super Mario Galaxy. Funny, <laughs> we thought about that. Yes, but I didn't think it too. All right, so we're both on the same page with that little Nintendo. It's a Mario. It's a lawsuit. This movie is definitely drawn to children, and I imagine hordes of parents will be bringing their kids to this over Thanksgiving holiday. I hope it does well. I want the box office to do well. I won't be going to theaters to see it, but I will watch it when it comes to Disney+. Plus. I do like Disney movies. I just definitely don't need to sit in a theater with a bunch of kids, so I'm going to just sit at home and keep this on the TV, so blah for me. Blah. And keep an eye out for uh, when it does finally hit the uh, small screen. Keep an eye out for Tony's review at Philippa's Horrible Reviews. Got a best one out. Until then, (laughs) Rob, what say you? Yes, we have another Disney movie that looks like it's a classic Disney movie, like they're going back in the day. So I kind of like that. I'm I'm liking that they're kind of getting away from the Pixar look um, and just kind of over the whole Pixar look of the animation. But um, it looks like another like standard Disney movie. So if you like Disney movies, it's going to be there. It looks like the music seems well. You, it seems quirky. I like I I like the lamb guy. I thought he was kind of funny. Um, so I, I'm, yeah, I'm expecting lots of little merchandise with the lamb like coming out. Um, it'd be better though if they actually have him with like his voice and he just says like, even if he just says Bob with his voice, cause it was just funny. Like his voice, I don't but know. But it's supposed to be like three week old lamb. It sounds like I, that's a why it was funny. Goat. Well, that's why it was funny. Okay. I'm sorry. I got the joke. <laughs> if you did. Who knew my voice would be so deep? Yes, I know. That's and sounds so old too. I mean, come on, that's man. That's made it funny for me. <laughs> deep voice fine old uh, super old voice no i mean you got wilford grimley for pete's well, that's sake what I'm saying. Like, I diabetes they need to bring it out like and just have to go like bah you know like bah. <laughs> that would be funny but anyway so i it, it, in all honesty i probably would never go see this because like my, i said we're going to see um the ballad of <laughs> snakes and songbirds on thanksgiving um but yeah no so it'll be like disney plus for me so it's gonna be a blah okay Spencer? All right. Well, remember when I said that Miyazaki was the Japanese Disney? Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that. I meant that for back when Disney was, like, really good. You know, like, uh, you know, back in the classics era, you know, you got, like, you know, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, and, and all those ones. You know, the, the CGI ones. animation ones. <laughs> well, well I, 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 that was I, I, their I, first CGI oh, animation oh, yeah, movies. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I, and, and, you know, a lot of the older ones, you know, the, you know, the, the, the real classics. And I'm talking about good Disney. This is paint by numbers Disney, which is not necessarily terrible, but it is also because it's exceptionally predictable though too. Because we all know, you know, we have the we have the the the, the, the funny sidekick with the deep voice. You know, the, the, uh, we have the star that you know not at all uh, copyright infringement. No, not at all. <laughs> and. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and we have the, the we have the the big bad white guy, and we have the the plucky female heroine, and so we we got it all covered. 
I will not go see this in the theater. My daughter may want to see this when it comes out on uh, on Disney Plus. I will make myself open to that. I, so I will say blah. <laughs> okay. But it's not it's not looking like it's going to be one of my personal favorites. But I'll I'll keep maybe it open by the mind. time it uh, comes out on Disney Plus, you'll just be discovering a comfortable chair. <laughs> maybe <laughs> to nap in during these shows like this. Uh, yes, bring all right. The, so bring forth the comfy chair. Wish the four hundred pound gorilla in the room this week got four three blahs and a touch brown from me. Um, Boy in the Herring, or to recap, uh, got a good from Spencer, a blah from me, and a touch brown from Rob and Tony. Do justice is do do, and got a big brown streak. Robot Dreams got a so so from Rob, a blah from Spencer, and a touch brown from Tony and I. So next week, November 27th through December 3rd, um, in between your shopping for Christmas, you can check out, or we're going to be checking out the trailers for. Teddy's Christmas, Vengeance Rise of the Foot Soldier, Silent Night, and the big 40-ton lizard in the room, Godzilla Minus One. Minus One. That looks like it'll be good. Yeah. Have you seen uh, the trailers for Godzilla Minus One yet, Tony? Yeah, it looks pretty dang good. <laughs> looks awesome. That's going to be so much fun to see in the theater. I'm going to be taking uh, for his uh, birthday, my brother, to go see that. So it'll be. Uh, oh, re- yeah. I got I got tickets day I, one I, when they went on sale. My mind stopped going. Oh yeah. Know. Well, I'm die, I'm, die hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, considering yeah. So um, yeah. So uh, I will be seeing it. So I will have a review next week for uh, Godzilla. My no, no, I won't have it next week. I'll have it for uh, the following week. The first uh, show. Well, look forward to hearing that. I mean, I hope it does good. You know, I really want all these movies to just. Uh, yeah, I want to see success at the box office. It's just it feels like it's too long since like really big movies have come out. Yeah, way too long. They don't, I mean, they but, don't seem to last long either. They're there and they're just gone. Yeah, and between the pandemic and then the strikes, yeah, the movie theaters yeah. are hurting, and yeah, so hurting for certain. And they need to get a little yeah. bit of boost. So. And yeah, you're right. Even though we do kind of make fun of these films sometimes when they do come out like Wish or Robot, Robot Dreams, by all means, if you go and you take a look at the trailers and it interests you, go see it in the theater, please. I mean, because yeah, again, we're just blowhards. Yeah, we're not experts on it. Totally opinionated blowhards. <laughs> and uh, then again, and, and we are trying to be uh, kind of tongue in cheek comedy here as well. So uh, uh, bear that in mind as well, right? So. Anyway, um, so those are the big four for next week. There was only four next week, too. So, um, Tony, you're all caught up with the shows? All caught up with the shows. I forgot where we left. Oh, yeah, Loki. That's right. Yeah, we yeah, were talking Loki last week, and then we were gonna we were discussing Marvel. That was the two things you talked about. All right. Do, do you have uh, Apple TV? I do. Oh, so uh, you're going to be checking out the because I know Rob has already seen the first two episodes of uh, Monarch Legacy of the Monsterverse. You saw both episodes twice already. Yes. Dang. Uh, have you had a chance to check that out yet? No, I have not. Oh, uh, I think you like. Well, according to Rob, I'll oh, go ahead, Rob. I liked it. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. If you liked Godzilla, if you like Skull Island, you're going to like this. It ties them both in. You have Bill. Um, What's his face coming back again as Bill Randa? Um, John Goodman as Bill Randa his, reprises his role from Godzilla. Um, so or was it like Skull Island? What that is? Uh, no, Godzilla. 
Are you sure? Mm-hmm. I thought he was in Skull Island. Mm-hmm. John Goodman? He might have been, but he, I know he was in Godzilla, too. He was? Well, yeah. in, in King of the Monsters? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay, I need so, to rewatch some but, uh, films. Yeah. No, and that, and, well, I told you, like I said, there's like... It made me want to go, like, okay, now I have to rewatch Godzilla. Now I have to rewatch Skull Island. Now I have to, like... <laughs> We watch all of these movies. I mean, now. thank goodness I own them all. So, like, <laughs> yeah. When you said John Goodman, my my brain went back to the uh, Cloverfield Paradox or, you know, uh, or the, the Cloverfield yeah. Lane movie that he was in. I'm well, like, so I'm like, how is the time to time to that? But it's like, oh no, no, got it. He's no, so it's skinny now yeah. too. You know, yeah. Like yeah. he looks like a totally different person. Wow. Yeah, that that is very true. All right. Well, Eric says he's waiting for Inside Out two. Oh yes. Uh, okay, keep uh-oh. waiting on that one, Eric. <laughs> keep waiting. <laughs> um, or, so yeah, I'd be interested in checking that out because I've always been a fan of any kaiju movie, pretty much. I mean, I grew up on Ultraman and Godzilla and all of that stuff. So oh, but, I love it, in Godzilla. Oh, and hey, Tony, you want to take a crack at the uh, <laughs> um, new thing that's going on here? Sure. All right, it's the. Uh, Sporkle Pub Quiz with Scott, uh, which is taking a Sporkle Pub Quiz is with Scott is every Tuesday, okay. starting this Tuesday just, at the Tap Shack. Do, do we want to give the, the yeah, answer no, in like public? Because we still have an hour of show left. Somebody yeah. might still want to call in. Well, we'll see if somebody wants to call in. 775-515-4141. Um, Tony, I will text you if you're right. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) All right, so here's the question, the trivia question. Which box office hit movies sold the most tickets during the 2010s? Is it A, The Black Panther? B is off the table, uh, which was uh, Jurassic World. Jurassic World. C, The Force Awakens. D, The Avengers. Or E, Baby Driver. I'm going to go with The Force Awakens. Okay, right. there's Tony's answer. Um, if you feel like you have an answer for that, then please, by all means, give us a call, 775-515-4141. If you win, then you can, if you're over the age of 21, you can get a prize from Scott personally by going down to the Tap Shack this Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. If you are under the age of 21 and you cannot legally consume Adult beverages in the state of Nevada. You can get a you can get a prize from Robert over at Dreamwell Comics, and uh, Tony you would have had your choice of either one. So by winning, uh, if you would have, uh, but uh, you're out of state. So <laughs> yeah, I'm out of state, and I'm on the show. It's yeah. fun to be a part and try to answer trivia. Always a good time. All right, sir. Well, hey, uh, thank you very much for participating, and I will text you your Absolutely. answer. Absolutely. And uh, everybody else, uh, um, I guess we will talk to you later, sir. Yep, sounds great, guys. Have a good rest right. of your show, and I'll be on with you next week. All right, yes, sounds will. good. And we'll be talking. Right. Uh, we'll see what you feel about Godzilla. Godzilla, la, la, la. Godzilla, <laughs> And uh, there you go. I just sent you a text, sir. We'll, we'll figure it out from there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Oh. Uh, let's continue with the show, shall we? And uh, what did Eric have to say? Wow, what is this? Well, what is this? It's about a <laughs> minute to break time is what it is. Uh, Wait, is 
But while you're figuring that, I was going to tell you, I thought it was it was real ingenious of the museum Kurt Russell and his son to play the same character. Oh, oh yeah. Is that, it, this, like, is the, this is the show where they're doing like mm-hmm. the, the, like the, the like what the flashbacks, years, like yeah. 20, 30 years it, apart it, or something. It really yeah. is like it's. I mean, you know, they do they they look alike, but it was just really in. I don't know. It was a great idea, and they it pulled they pulled it off really well. They look well. like, huh? Yeah. Well, hopefully, they never use him to try and do a ridiculous uh, prequel to um, Escape from New York. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, he, you he mean was... the one that they're talking about doing? No, please, please, no, please, no, no. I don't think he's going to be in it, but they are talking about no, yeah, <laughs> no. No. Oh, thanks for that trauma. <laughs> yeah, I just like ruined your 80s. <laughs> yeah, ruined a lot more than that, let me tell you. All right, so it is a top of the hour break. It is 28 degrees here in Carson City. Man, that is cold. And uh, yeah, so we will be back with more Pop Culture Boom Radio Show. If you would like to take a crack at the Sporkle Pub Quiz with Scott Question, the trivia question. Feel free to give us a call, 775-515-4141, and we'll be right back with more after this, so don't go anywhere. And welcome back to the Pop Culture Kaboom Radio Show. Everything you want, everything you need in pop culture entertainment. And here are the cons and events I was able to find going on worldwide the week of November 20th through November 26th. I cannot stress enough that if you do not go to these events, they will stop happening or will not return to your area. Sorry, just looking at the list. Well, you don't have to get so close. I'll flip the stuff. Flip my. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Santa. You don't have to sit in my lap. <laughs> uh, I'm no, scared oh. to look over there for a yeah, second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Me too. Uh, if one or more of these are near you, go check them out. And if they are not, check your local game, hobby, and comic book shops for great events going on in your area. If you have or know of a pop culture event coming up in your area, I can add to this list. Please contact me at popcultureboom at gmail.com. Put upcoming event in the subject line and in the body of the email. email. Include the name of the event, the day and dates or dates it will be running and where it will be taking place so I can add it to my upcoming list. First up, November 24th through to 26th is Anime Dallas 2023 at the Hyatt Regency, Dallas, Dallas, Texas. November 24th 20 through to the 26th is Chicago TARDIS 2023 at the Weston Lombard Yorktown Center in Lombard, Illinois. And take this one, Spencer. November 24th through 26th is Exp Otaku at Coronia de Edición 2023 is uh, at uh, Recinto Ferralio Expo, Expo Coronia at Coronia in Spain. I would have conjured a demon if I had tempted that one. Fan Expo San Francisco 2023 is taking place November 24th through 26th at the Mascon Center in San Francisco, California. What? Moscone. Your mic's off. Oh. Sorry. Moscone. Moscone. <laughs> okay. I mispronounced that one. <laughs> November 24th through the 26th is Galacticon. Galacticon. It sounds like a Transformer every time I have something like Galacticon. that. Galacticon. Eject. Eject. Yeah. <laughs> Galacticon. Was it a planet? <laughs> Galacticon. No. No, that was Unicron. That was Unicron. <laughs> Unicron. Uh, 2023 at the Denver Marriott Tech Center in Denver, Colorado. November 24th through the 26th is LusCon 2023 at the Los Angeles Airport Marriott in Los Angeles, California. November 24th through the 26th is Milan Games Week 2023 
at De Fiera Milano, Milano, Italy. November 24th through the 26th is the Northeast Comic-Con and Collectibles Extravaganza 2023 at the Boxborough Regency Hotel and Conference Center in Boxborough, Massachusetts. November 24th through the 26th is is Starbase Indy 2023 at the Indianapolis Marriott East in Indianapolis, Indiana. And November 25th is Akimatsuri 2023 in Kwantlen Polytechnic University, Richmond, British and Columbia, Canada. Okay. And November 25th is the Alvin and the Chipmunks Anime Fest 2020. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know that it's Alvin and the Chipmunks. It's just Alvin Anime Fest 2023 at the city of Alvin Senior Center in Alvin, Texas. Uh, oh, it was Baltar, assistant from Bal- Balstar Galactica. That's funny, Eric. That's funny. What? Uh, Galacticon. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of Galacticus from like... Fantastic. Galactus, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. November 25th also has the Atlanta Anime Day 2023 at the Gas South Convention Center in Duluth, Georgia. November 25th also has the Aurora Comic Con 2023 at the Aurora Royal Canadian Legion Branch 385 at the Aurora, Ontario, Canada. November 25th also has the Clarksville Anime Fest 2023 at the Quality Inn Exit 4 in Clarksville, Tennessee. Then there's Collector Memorabilia 2023 on November 25th at the Rush Expo in Ashwaubenon, Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, there, there's a reason why I had you say that one. No, no, yeah, that one, that one was a tw- was tricky. November 25th also has Pretty Heroes Holiday Hero Market 2023. Weird name for the Ontario Science Center in Ontario. In Toronto, Ontario, Canada, November 25th through the 26th is the Cleveland Toy Show 2023 at the Best Western Plus Strongville, Cleveland, Strongville, Ohio. All right. November 26th is the Bolton Sci-Fi Comic and Toy Fair 2023 at the Mercure Bolton Georgian House Hotel in Blackrod Bolton, UK. And November 26th is the Otaku Link 2023 at the Old Bell Hotel in Derby, UK. And November 26th, Stars of Time Comic-Con 2023 at the Tropicana Weston Supermar, Supermare, uh, UK. So there are your cons and events that I was able to find for this week. All right. With that being shared. It still amazes me how, how some you find some of these. I mean, you find some in Africa, for for goodness sake. I found one in Cuba once. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Actually. Once. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Laura Croft comes to Magic the Gathering in Secret Lair X Tomb Raider, a set of Tomb Raider-themed cards that will be available exclusively through Magic the Gathering's Secret Lair website. The Secret Lair X Tomb Raider drop will include a treasure token and six cards, one of these cards is a mechanically unique new addition to Magic the Gathering's card library, while the others are reskinned cards from sets past made to fit into the universe of the Tomb Raider series of video games. These cards include Shadow Spear becoming Tutax Spear, Academy Ruins becoming Ketsuk Sunken City, and others. The mechanical unique card is predictably Laura Croft and Tomb Raider. This legendary creature card represents the iconic lead character of the Tomb Raider series, here represented as a green, blue, red human ranger with the raid keyword and mechanics synergizing 
with artifact and legendary land cards. Hmm. Magic the Gathering Commander players are likely to have fun building with Laura Croft as their deck's commander. The new treasure token also features original art that fits the Tomb Raider theme. Magic the Gathering's Secret Lair X Tomb Raider will be available beginning November 20th, so tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pacific Time for a limited time. It'll be available in non-foil and traditional foil editions. As a just mirror, they just like throwing everything into the uh, Magic the Gathering cards now. Yeah, they are definitely yeah. uh, basically anybody that they want to, that wants to team up with them, they'll team up with at this point. Wow, I'm surprised Kiss hasn't had a an expansion at this point. That would be really cool, actually. <laughs> 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 that Gene Simmons fire breath. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, the no. I was made for loving you card, you know. Oh, wow. <laughs> Disco themed. They See, that's what they should have had for that uh, old trailer that they did for that um, robot and dog or robot dreams. Yeah. They that would have made it much more interesting yeah. looking, yes. Uh, the anime subscription service Crunchyroll seems to be taking a page from Netflix's book with a recent announcement that games are now available for certain members. Dubbed the Crunchyroll Game Bolt, this collection of games starts with five different titles and will grow over time with more added for those who are part of the Mega Fan and Ultimate Fan membership levels to enjoy. These are all mobile game ports to, of games that were released on other platforms previously, but in some cases, the Crunchyroll, Crunchyroll and Game Vault versions of the games marked the first time that they've been playable on mobile devices. The five games in question that Crunchyroll's new gaming push starts with are Captain Velvet Meteor, The Jump Plus Dimensions. I have never no, heard of no, that got one. Got nothing. Got me. Okay. River City Girls. Nope. I've heard of River City Ransom, but not River City Girls. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh not in a not in the aspect of a game anyway, but <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I have a dirty mind. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not as dirty as mine if I'm the one who said it. Uh Wolf Stride. Nope. No, nope. no, 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 nope. not ringing a bell here either. Behind the frame, the finest scenery. That sounds Dumb. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> boring. And in bed, bento, in bento, in ben, uh, That sounds vaguely familiar, but I can't place Vague, it. Making Very boxes vague. of food. I, I don't know. I n b e t n o. Like bento boxes. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. That's why I'm like, what? All right, Crunchyroll committed to more to come on the topic of future games being added to the service as well as a reassurance that these games would have no ads nor in-app purchases. Woo, no microtransactions. Packed with plenty to play for fans of anime and anime-inspired entertainment, Crunchyroll Game Vault is available on Android now and iOS very soon in more than 200 countries, all playable with no ads and no in-app purchases. Crunchyroll's announcement said to access the games, you'll have to have either a mega fan or ultimate fan subscription, which will run you $9.99 to or $14.99 a month, respectively. If you already meet those requirements, you can find the games in the Crunchyroll app. Are you a member of that at all? Um, Yeah, I don't know if I'm on that tier. I'm going to have to check to see what tier I'm in. Okay. Rob? No. Okay. Me neither. Uh, I signed up for Crunchyroll, but I didn't want to pay for it, another monthly service. Yep. So I tried watching it for free, and boy, are your options very limited. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, so, I, so almost not even worth a 
Spencer voice on the radio. What? <sighs> what? Eric. I don't know. That's what Eric said. What Spencer say? voice on the radio. Spencer. This is my voice on the radio. Yes. Uh, Can't you hear my sultry voice? It's velvety yeah. smooth. Crafton uh, has got a new major map coming to PUBG Battlegrounds as they will release Rondo for both PC and consoles in December. The map provides you a place to fight each other on a captivating fusion of traditional aesthetics and more modern visuals, as they put it. You can go from quiet forest to a mountain temples to a sprawling modern cityscape in a heartbeat, all contained in this expansive 8x8 map. That's a pretty big map. This map alone is the largest playable area ever introduced in the game's current incarnation. Hmm. Rondo will be released with update 27.1 on December 6th. And get off my screen. Uh, 26, current incarnate, uh, December 6th for PC and December 14th for consoles. Um, have you played PUBG? Uh, very little. Rob? No. All right. I played it. Rather feverishly for a while. Got pretty good at it, too, but I ended up uh, dumping it after a while. Yeah, I, I ended up playing a lot more Fortnite. I mean, but when I when you first started that game out, man, was it frustrating. <laughs> You're running across the field, you know, trying to avoid the big blue, blue line of death. And uh, then you get to, and you're just running along, and all of a sudden, boom, somebody headshots you. Mm. And you don't know where they shot from or nothing, and you're just dead. Yeah, so. very frustrating. Uh, I hate that PvP. <laughs> yeah, I might need cliff notes on your comments, Eric. Um, <laughs> his last comment was about his comments. Huh. So, yeah, cliff notes might help. All right, so as part of Netflix Geeked Week, the cast of Umbrella Academy are teasing the show's fourth and final season. The series is based on graphic novels of the same name, written by Gerald, Gerald, Gerard, Way. Gerard Way and illustrated by Gabriel Ba. The plot revolves around a family of adopted siblings with superpowers. You know who Gerard Way is, don't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. He's uh, all the band. The band name has flown out of my head. He is the singer for... Yeah, the singer for ah. my, my 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 sister is a one of my sisters is a big fan of uh, Gerard Way and the Umbrella Academy. Okay, and yeah, I know it, people who are super fans of the band, which I can't remember off the top of my head, but also yeah. um, and knew nothing that he was a comic book writer as well. Uh, yeah, he, he he picked that up while the band was on hiatus. Hyena? Hyenas? Oh, hiatus. Hiatus. Not hyenas. <laughs> Okay. Um, anyway, who seem to find themselves needing to save the world a lot. In the teaser for The Umbrella Academy, the cast kind of tells fans what they can expect ah. from the upcoming season. My Chemical <laughs> Romance. Yeah. That, the, the name just flew out of my head. I'm sorry. It's but, the best but... season yet, explains Ritu Aru, who plays Lilla. Uh, while Elliot Page, Victor, gives a much more reserved excitement, surprises, and humor, which is really what fans have come to expect from the series. And with the sound of that music coming up, that means it is time for us to take a break. And welcome back to the Pop Culture Kaboom radio show. Everything you want, everything you need in pop culture entertainment. And while uh, some are announcing cancellations of shows, others are announcing um, their new shows and what's going to be coming up next year mm. uh, the most popular oh, uh, let me start at the top here <laughs> that is the top what do you know the most popular comedy on cbs is coming to an end this season 
Young Sheldon, the prequel to a long-running hit The Big Bang Theory, has been a consistent success throughout its six seasons. The series now heads into production on a shortened season seven, which is set to premiere in February. As it turns out, this upcoming seventh season will actually be Young Sheldon's last. As CBS is bringing the hit series to a close, the network announced on Tuesday that Young Sheldon would be wrapping up its run with season seven. The show has been focused on the events of Sheldon Cooper's childhood with Ian Artage uh, taking over a younger version of the role, made famous by Jim Parsons on The Big Bang Theory. Season 7 of Young Sheldon is set to premiere on CBS on Thursday, February 15th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. As part of the announcement about the show's end, CBS has also revealed that the final episode of the hit prequel will air on, on May 16th. This upcoming season is the last of the three-season renewal that Young Sheldon was given back in 2021 that combined with the events of the show bringing Sheldon closer to the version we know in The Big Bang Theory. The series has seemingly come to a natural conclusion as a prequel to one of the biggest comedies. Young Sheldon provided lightning can strike, proved lightning can strike twice, said Amy Reisenbach, president of CBS Entertainment. It set itself apart with a remarkable cast that felt like a family from the first moment we saw them on screen and brought characters to life with unique, heartfelt stories that drew audiences in from the start. We extend a sincere thank you to executive producers Chuck Laurie. We have a caller. Oh, we have a caller. Okay. Hello, caller. Who is this and where are you calling from? Hey, this is Crystal. I'm calling from Topaz. Hey, Crystal from Topaz. All right, you want to take a shot? Did anybody get a shot at the trivia yet? Um, no. They've, oh, oh, they've we got, had one person, but they got it wrong. Yeah, so. they've eliminated one of the five categ- one of the five answers, actually. So um, Tony uh, got the right. Well, I'm going to say that. <laughs> uh, Tony also took a shot at it, but I ain't taking his answer off. Um, so uh, if you would like to participate, it's uh, still open. Let's give it a shot. All right. All so, I can do is lose or win. That's right. true. <laughs> uh, which box office hit movie sold the most tickets during the 2010s? Is it A, Black Panther, C, The Force Awakens, D, The Avengers, or E, Baby Driver? I have never heard of Baby Driver. And I think Black Panther is probably one of the last movies I saw. So let's see that. Say that. So you're saying A, Black Panther. That yes. is incorrect. Oh, fail. So there's, well, you know what? There's still uh, 30 minutes of the show left. You can call back. Sounds good. All right. All right. So three choices left now. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Talk to you soon, hopefully. All right. So, Bye. 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 Well, if anybody wants to call in before Crystal, uh, 775-515-4141. And uh, we're talking about CBS. Yeah, doing uh, the last season of Young Sheldon. Mm-hmm. What's funny is because you were just talking about how people were renewing shows, and then you mentioned that they're, they're canceling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, they, they had their whole thing out. Um, I guess I just oh, that, that was a different thing. Um, yeah, they were renewing, yet ending it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we extend a sincere thank you to executive producers Chuck Laurel, Steve Morlaro, and Steve Holland. And the entire writing and producing teams for six wonderful seasons. We look forward to seeing their final season unfolding, giving it a proper send-off with the best episodes yet for their fans to enjoy. Being able to tell the origin origin of Sheldon Cooper and expanding the story to include the 
<coughs> excuse me, entire Cooper family has been a wonderful experience. Said executive producer Steve Holland, Steve blah, 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 and Chuck blah, blah, blah. We are grateful <laughs> to our fans for embracing this chapter of the Coopers these past six years, seasons, and on behalf of the entire Young Sheldon family, we're excited to share this final season with you. This is something you'll enjoy watching, right, Rob? Young Sheldon? No, I haven't seen Young Sheldon, actually, in all honesty. Okay, never mind. I like I've, I've the seen big a couple bang. episodes, but... I have never... Oh, actually, I... Well, one thing that was that. one thing yeah. that was really good about it compared to the Big Bang Theory is that they didn't try to make it basically the same show with just younger characters. Where uh, the Big Bang Theory had you know the good old fashioned sitcom thing, uh, or you know kind of set up you know joke for joke, uh, Young Sheldon kind of had a Wonder Years feel to it. I was going to say, or Malcolm in the Middle, or mm-hmm. something, or Malcolm in the Middle, yeah. <laughs> So, I just knew that like Jackie from Roseanne was on it. That's all I knew. Uh, yeah, she, yeah, she <laughs> yeah. was. She was uh, Mima. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She played the grandma. Mima. I've never heard such a more ridiculous sounding thing. It's a Texas thing. Yeah, apparently. that's what. Yeah, if <laughs> Mima. If you watch the yeah, if you watch the Big Bang Theory, that was like the one I character. Quite honestly, that like yeah, Mima was like his closest. Like, oh, yeah. okay. So the this is where I was talking about show, the shows being ah okay, okay. Good. the TV industry is starting to return to work after both the writers and actors strikes kept things at a standstill for most of the summer and fall. Networks are not trying to salvage the 2023-24 TV season by getting their biggest shows back into production and on the schedule as soon as possible. For ABC, these scripted shows. We'll start returning to TV in February and March of 2024. On Thursday, ABC announces complete premiere schedule for the shortened 2023-2024 TV season. The 28th season of The Bachelor will be kicking things off near the end of January. Wait, wait a minute. That's, that's scripted? No way. But as far as scripted TV goes, ABC slated, ABC's slate really begins in the first week of February with a big night of comedy. Wednesday, February 7th, we'll see the Connors return for its sixth season, followed by the season two premiere of Not Dead Yet. The 8 p.m. Wednesday slot will become the hit series Abbott Elementary. Mm. Abbott Elementary. Mm-hmm. But the episode airing on February 7th will be an hour, one-hour premiere as opposed to the usual half-hour episodes. On February 14th, Abbott Elementary will be will go back to its half-hour half hour structure, and the time slot that follows it is still listed as to be announced by ABC. The network's biggest dramas would be returning and won't be returning until later in February or even in March. Tuesday, February 20th, we'll see the return of Will Trent, The Rookie, and The Good Doctor. Spinoffs The Rookie, Feds, and The Good Lawyer are no longer moving forward. ABC's popular Mm. Thursday lineup isn't set to return until March 14th. That night, we'll see the season premieres of Grey's Anatomy and Station 19, as well as the network debut of 911. Uh, The hit series ran its first six seasons on Fox before making the move to ABC. Mm. So, that's that. I love Abbott Elementary. It's funny. Never seen it. Oh, it's funny. I can go ahead and move that and take this, and here we go. Uh, so here's what is worth watching on television. The week of Sunday, November 19th at 9 p.m. through Sunday, November 26th at 5 p.m., at least according to TV Guide. I only include what I would watch, which means it has to be considered new to either a network in terms of a movie or original programming 
And it also must fall into the categories of action, adventure, science fiction, horror, anime, or fantasy. Sometimes I'll let a reality show slide in there if it's something I think is worth watching, like about aliens or the supernatural or just some good science stuff or robots beat me tar out of each other. Bear in mind, I do not include streaming services, streaming series, since you can generally binge watch the season in a day. If you have a suggestion of a show that I should add, send me an email at popculturegmail.com. Put suggested show in the subject line and include the name of the show, what channel it airs on, the time and day it airs, and I will add it if it fits the aforementioned requirements. So tonight, Sunday, November 19th at 9 p.m. on Fox's Bob's Burgers on AMC's Fear the Walking Dead. At 9.30 p.m. on Fox's Family Guy. And that, and then, then at 11 o'clock tonight on Cartoon Network is Rick and Amorte. And then they take a stupid break, um, a mid-season break with only eight episodes. But anyway, Monday, <coughs> November 20th at 8 p.m. on USA is Monday Night Raw. At 10 p.m. on TBS is American Dad. On HBO is 30 Coins. Tuesday, November 21st at 6 p.m. on Cartoon Network is The Grim Adventures of Billy, Billy and Mandy. Interesting. Oh. At 8 p.m. on USA is WWE Next. Wednesday, November 22nd at 8 p.m. on TBS is All Elite Wrestling Dynamite. At 10 p.m. on Sci-Fi Channel is Surreal Estate. Thursday, November 23rd at 9 p.m. on CBS is Ghosts UK. Um, they they had that mm-hmm. popular show Ghosts, which is then this is what it was based off of. Yep, yep. kind of like House of Cards on Netflix was based off of House of Cards. The and, Office. No, same House, thing. House of Cards. No, I know, but yeah. it's like The yeah. Office too. Yeah, The Office. Oh, yeah. The Office yeah, was that, also that, the same that, type of thing. Now I get what because, you're trying yeah, to say. Because we can't <laughs> like, come up what? with our own original ideas for TV it. shows. No, we can't. <laughs> no, we can't. And 9:30 p.m. on CBS is another episode of Ghosts UK. Friday, November 24th at 9 p.m. on Stars is Shining Veil. Mm-hmm. And that is it. Saturday, November 25th at 7 p.m. on TNT is All Elite Wrestling Rampage. At 8 p.m. on Disney is Mickey Saves Christmas 2023. On TNT is All Elite Wrestling Collision. At 9 p.m., check your local listings for creature features in Carson City and Reno. It's on channels 191 and 193 if you have charter respectively. And then Sunday, November 26th at 12.30 a.m. on the Cartoon Network is Dr. Stone. And that is it. That is all that is worth watching on your Thanksgiving week. Mm. Unless you can think of anything else. Well, there's Monarch. (laughs) Mm. I don't have Apple Plus. Yeah. Well, for Thanksgiving, we kind of have a tradition of watching The Nightmare Before Christmas because it sandwiches perfectly between Halloween and Christmas. Mm. True. And it is The Nightmare Before Christmas. So you can actually start watching it... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We can watch it any time, but Halloween we just we, just, we just arbitrarily decided Thanksgiving. And what else? What else is going on Thanksgiving? It's, the football. Well, besides that, thanks uh, Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving, or and mm. then you lead into oh the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Mm-hmm. Get to see yeah, um, Macy's yeah. One Punch Which, Man and now Garfield. now there's a whole oh, new Garfield. thing. I knew it. Balloon <laughs> Fest. Did, did you see this new thing now? It's called Balloon Fest. No. Yeah. Not. All yeah. Some they now have they showing you all the new balloons that are going to be in this year. So an up close look at all the new balloons in this year's. Wow, parade. that sounds absolutely hmm. boring. I know, right? <laughs> oh, speaking of Garfield, though, uh, I called oh, God. this. Did Chris Pine, see? yeah. Yeah, did you see the trailer for that? It's terrible. Oh, did you see that? Yeah, no, Chris I did not. Pine is the worst voice actor ever. 
yeah. ever. Well, and he's the villain in Wish also, so this is going to be terrible. Okay. Not, or no, not Chris Pine. I'm sorry, Chris Pratt. Yeah. Oh, Chris Pratt. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I know how big of a fan you are of Chris Pratt. And his voice acting? Oh. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, wait till you get a load of him doing Garfield. It's the same voice. Literally. There's no change whatsoever. So, so he doesn't even try to make his voice lower. No. Or even higher. No. Neither one, huh? No, neither. Huh. It's just Chris, Chris Pratt talking. Well, making bad Garfield jokes. Which is Good. why he's not the favorite Chris of Hollywood. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, yeah, so I was highly, I knew it was coming. I just uh, was wishing it wasn't. I'm just kind of surprised that Chris Pratt's become so in demand for voice for voice acting work. Me too. I mean, I don't think it's demand. I think he's just available. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So Anna Noguria will pin the script for the upcoming DC Studios live action release, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. Mm. We're not quite sure if this script and project will be for a new Supergirls, and so much of the existing DC casting is going the way of Krypton. We're excited to be moving forward on this unique take on Supergirl in this beautiful star-spanning tale. DC Studios co-head James Gunn said in a post confirming the news... Nagoria is an actress and writer who previously wrote a Supergirl script that was meant to be a spinoff from the Ezra Miller-led The Flash. Sasha Kelly played Kara. Yeah, she was film. one of the high, high points of that movie. Yep. But we're not sure who will be playing Supergirl's cousin in this version yet. Hmm. That makes you wonder. I wonder, wonder. Yeah. I wonder why she had blonde hair when Superman had... Well, because they were cousins. Mm-hmm. They weren't so. Yeah. Even <laughs> they're um, cousins who don't look at all like each even other. Even the old movie from like I wanted from the eighties here, she was blonde. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Helen Shaver, yeah. Yeah, but still even then I questioned it. I'm like mm, because anybody else from Krypton did not have blonde hair. So she was the only mm-hmm. one. So So buttons on ice cream. It's, like, <laughs> it's genetics. I mean, you know. Well, who's? <laughs> yeah, nobody else had blonde hair. Doesn't matter. <laughs> well, nobody else somebody that we saw. In, but, somebody mm-hmm. in their past had blonde hair. That's how oh, genetics works. Okay. I don't know. They never showed anybody from Krypton with blonde hair except for her. <laughs> oh, there's but no anyway. main characters. That is true. That's none that I can think of off the top exactly. of my head. Exactly. Yeah. So, with that being said, it is time for the last hard break. You still got 20 minutes if you want to try and win a prize from Sporkle. Pub quiz with Scott. And even if you tried once before and, and didn't get it, you can try again. Yeah, and there's three answers left. So 775-515-4141. Thank you, Rob. And we'll be right back after this, so don't go anywhere. Welcome back. To the final minutes of the Pop Culture Kaboom Radio Show for this week. And we're talking about uh, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, coming out here soon, or maybe eventually, from DC Studios. Um, which ought to be interesting. But first, they got to do the that new Superman movie. Yeah, the Superman Legacy. Warner Brothers, so they could make it and then never, ever show it to us. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They can make it and then it's a tax write Well, they're already Superboy using a, a Supergirl villain for the Superman movie, so. Wow, really? Yeah, the uh, the engineer. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, didn't know that. All right, so something is happening over at Marvel Studios. Again, 
still. <laughs> Any move that makes a lot of sense for how things are shaping out up ahead, heading into Phase 5. We may not be seeing Kang again anytime soon. The character was introduced in Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Actually, no, he was introduced before that in Loki, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. Okay, I yeah, thought but the, so. But the Quantumania was the first <clears throat> movie he was well, in. Oh, well, Quantumania was the first one they actually referred to him as Kang. In ooh. Loki, he's the man, the he who remains. Oh, and became a main foil for the variants and TVA in Loki. It really did seem like the next chapter post-Endgame was going all in on The Conqueror. According to Joanna Robinson, that probably isn't the case now. The Vanity Fair writer and MCU, the Reign of Marvel Studios co-author, says the powerhouse studio is likely moving away from Kang and actor Jonathan Majors while speaking with the House of R podcast. Robinson revealed that Jeff Loveness who has been tapped to write Avengers The Kang Dynasty, is no longer on the project. She indicated the change is largely due to the directional shift of the fifth Avengers film. We we were expecting to see more of Kang in the second season of Disney Plus series Loki. We kind of did, but that wasn't the case. Yeah, it was. It's possible Major's arrest and ongoing legal troubles created a situation the studio did not want, a.k.a. turned it into the... DCEU, <laughs> but yeah. anyway, I digress, um, and did not want, leading to the character's surprising and sudden end. Nothing affected, what? Nothing affected our, our finale, Loki executive producer Kevin Wright told Comic Book. Um, I watched Loki, and mm-hmm. they really did not just end Kang. I mean, that's... Well, it basically just made it so that Loki had the power mm-hmm. to basically, to be able to just go... No King. Well, yeah. I mean, he took over King's place. Not so really, it, because the well, King, but the, the Council of Kings mm, sat outside no, of the yeah, continuum. But, the, but but he who remains, <clears throat> who invented the, the the loom and everything, is no longer. Yeah. So that's where I think that they're saying, like, well, because he's that, there's no King. Yeah, that's that. Well, that's their way of getting around mm-hmm. the the jo- their Jonathan Majors problem. Yeah, but the because Council this... of Kangs was existing outside of the space time continuum, kind of like how the TVA yeah. was. So... Yeah, true. But they but if they can't have Jonathan Majors, they don't want to. Well, do they Kang can. They just got to overlook his personal life. Mm-hmm. I mean, quite honestly. And yeah, the... but uh, business wise, that's not good. Good these yeah. days, especially if because if... look at Kevin Spacey. I mean, well, his personal if... life made it so he. Can't get a job now. Yeah. Look at Pee Wee Herman, his personal mm-hmm. life, and then you know, it took a while, but he got mm-hmm. accepted, didn't it? But uh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But okay, Diff- all different scenarios. Pee Wee Herman was about himself. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I loved his first you know? public appearance. Um, <laughs> like, heard any good jokes lately? No. You know, um, you know, with Jonathan King, it's it's a pretty. The accusations are pretty severe. So. Uh, it's still ongoing too, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's so. exactly. That's, that's the problem. Why. It's because it's ongoing. It's no. yeah. It, it's Marvel's own Ezra Miller. I think like, I think that they don't. Except they, they didn't. I'm glad they didn't do like the whole Rick and Morty thing where they just immediately dropped him and then everything turned out to be false. You know? Yeah. So I think that's why they were kind of they're kind of they're they're taking their time going like okay it's still ongoing we don't know what's going but here's here's our contingency if this happens you know true yeah so they still <clears throat> what the one thing that was mm-hmm. good about the strikes is it gave them time to kind of slow walk it yeah to try to, you know so. well 
I think they should just hold off and you know let it let it simmer and see how it all plays the, out. The, the I mean, if if it does end up where you know, because I've heard conflicting stories about everything that has to do with Jonathan Major's uh, um, personal life, mm-hmm. and I really don't want to get into it here on yeah. on my show. That's why we've been vague about it. Yeah, yeah but um, you know, I I don't think that I, I don't believe in cancel culture at and all. I, I agree with and you. And so that, yeah. I think that. Even even now, with it, until it fi- there's a fine finality to it, then you mm-hmm. know, th- then then make a decision. Mm-hmm. Dylan, I, I can no, which is that's why I say I think that that's what they're doing. They haven't made it. They haven't really made a decision. The decision with Kang, anyways, was it was going to be in little bits and pieces in all these Avengers movies. Yeah, they're, they're going to pull a Thanos to yeah. the one. So they're going to pull a Thanos where they basically just have like after it, credit scenes. Exactly. So it's real easy to kind of just drop that, mm. you know, and make it, you know, make him a small appearance in one movie. Boom, done, one and done, and here's our new big bad. The question is though, is that they're the so the supposed new big bad is going to be Doctor Doom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, let's see. And the how big, do you the, introduce him well, without the Fantastic fin- Four? Well, mm. you do, well they are working on the Fantastic Four. The big, yeah. the big, uh, the big. I'll uh, tell you how you introduce him. How's that, Doctor Strange? Mm-hmm. Because Doctor Doom, not only was he a brilliant scientist, he was also deviled in magic. Yep. Yeah. So there you are. You make him part of that whole. Well, yeah, but they are doing a, thing. But, yeah, but they are the, doing a final, a Fantastic Four movie. In fact, they're getting the guy who played the Mandalorian. They're saying but that will he's, it be coming but, out before these uh, Avengers movies? But maybe here's the thing, though. Too maybe they they bring in Doctor Doom and the only people who can defeat him. Is Fantastic Four. So do you see, like, you yeah, see, well, they, bring, I can, they now, introduce now that the villain sense. first. But how do you introduce you know? the villain without the Fantastic Four? That but was, not necessarily because it'd be, well, if you think about, like, what his, he got his um, powers from space, right? No, uh, not. If you go by the movies, yeah. Yes. Yeah, Dr. Doom, well, Dr. And that's Doom what was I'm just, assuming. Dr. Doom was just always a very smart guy. He no, I know, yeah, but like, I'm assuming they're going to do something, Richards, gonna do but, something yeah. similar like that. They're not going to make, you know. So if you have him go to space and get his, you can have any any one of the Avengers, like, well, <laughs> at that see, point, no, bring him in. I don't think, they would be changing this. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the problem is, they've always, they've always made but, too many liberties with Doom. That's why the Fantastic Four movies didn't really work great. But Marvel's always always changes up their comic. Books oh yeah, I know, stuff, but so. but 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 there's a certain amount of liberties you can take, and with Doom, they always took a little too much. But see, they already have the perfect foil because uh, with the magic aspect with Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. and they already said they're going to be making another Doctor Strange movie, mm-hmm. and they're putting the uh, fast tracking it. So why not introduce Doctor Doom that way? I mean, and, and have him come through. And you already have Iron Man, and instead of having it, you know, his whole suit is kind of Iron Man based anyway. Boom! There you are. You got Iron Man and Doctor Strange. You got all the elements for Doctor for Doctor. Iron Man is not coming back. But you have all the elements for Doctor Doom <laughs> to be uh, put into the MCU and just expand it from there. And then with a. They're also talking about all kinds of weird stuff, like um, for the Doctor, for the Fantastic Four, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, Pedro Pascal, Pascal yeah. is playing uh, yeah. Reed Richards, yeah. which I think is a huge mistake. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely. He's yeah. too old for the role. <laughs> yeah. for they're, 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 no, they're going for the sexy Reed Richards. And is it Stephen, like, no. Stephen Lau is Sentry or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're going to have uh, um, the guy from. Uh, uh, 
um, which is also terrible. Pirates casting. of the Caribbean uh, on Stranger Tides, uh, the uh, main villain from that movie with the well, looked like he was underwater all the time. Barbosa. No. no, no, the one who looked like he was underwater. All I can't remember. The Spanish guy that, or yeah, whatever. That, that, uh, that uh, he's going to be Harvey Birdem. He's going to be Galactus. Oh, you? Yeah. Oh, not you. You're talking about from the Stranger Tide, isn't it? Isn't that the Pirates of the Caribbean? Was that movie? Javier Bardem? Yes, I think yeah. that's him. Okay, yeah, um, he's yeah. going to be Galactus. Yeah, for some, for, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, for some reason, I was trying to get out Pedro Pascal, but my brain kept going to Javier Bardem. So that, that's that was something that, that. So I knew my my brain was working on something there. So that's good. And what's going to doom the so. movie is they're talking about gender swapping to Silver Surfer, mm-hmm. <laughs> which makes no sense whatsoever. At all. Yeah, and that opens up a whole can of worms on objectification and stuff, which is what they're supposedly trying to avoid. Yeah, because you can't... I mean, uh, the, the MCU has been pretty good about not uh, sexualizing a lot of their characters. I mean, with the outfits that they're wearing and everything like that. I mean... The new the new MCU, not the old. Um, true. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I guess Black Widow did have that zip down a little bit too much there. Mm. Um, but yeah, but but mostly they're kind of you know yeah. fully clad in you know basically the same outfits as all of men, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. Which started, I think, with X Men. They started doing that when they changed the X Men outfits to not comic book accurate, but when they made everybody. Oh, that first X Men movie. Yeah, oh. but that's when they yeah, started the making Jones. everybody like very. Oh neutral in like everybody's costumes like the same if you're on a team you know like (laughs) yeah anyway (laughs) Um, you gotta change it up for the movies you got a whole different crowd you know yeah but uh, But, i see there's always been this fine line i thought where you have to kind of walk that fine line because you want to make the fans who actually mm-hmm. m- gave it the opportunity to be a movie in the first place you want to keep them happy when you're trying to bring in new people mm-hmm. so yeah it's it, and the problem is with the fantastic four movies it's like they don't have faith in the fantastic four so they changed way too much yeah i mean i like to the cast time. for for the um doctor strange um multiverse of madness oh yeah he i was, liked who yeah. they cast for uh, the guy from the office mm-hmm. um who played uh um reed richards in that i liked him i mean John I thought, Krasinski. Yep. yeah i thought that was a good scripting yep. idea there um but yeah, i just can't see pedro pascal yep yeah, they already said he accepted it because they already pushed back the uh, the next season of filming The Last of Us. <laughs> well, and the thing about Pedro Pascal, you know, he, he already works at Disney, so it's like he's well, I'm part telling of the you, stall they're, of actors. They're going for right now. He is like when they announced what was it, the sexiest man of whatever. Um, that like everybody was up in arms that it wasn't Pedro Pascal. Mm. So I think like they're going for that whole like Reed Richards, the new sex. Like new sexy, yeah. yeah the or new smart sex is new guy. sexy, but the problem is he doesn't look very smart. Yeah, that too. He looks I like a very just... ni- he looks like a very nice guy. He does not look like a very smart guy. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Maybe they'll put glasses on him. Oh yeah, that always works. <laughs> well, yeah, that's how you can tell a smart guy. He's wearing glasses. Smart guy. Yeah, gray, gray on the temples. Yeah, something like, like that. Yeah. I'm sure. All right. Well, they, yeah, they got to add that. That's part of the character. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, well, if he's got gray on the temples, you said he's too old. He will move too slow. I mean, that's the whole <laughs> problem with it. You got to cast kind of a younger guy to kind of make him more. Yeah, but when you have somebody, when you have a, a when you have an acting stable, 
I mean, you're going to stick with with people you can afford and you can get. Uh, I don't know. That, I, I mean, that was the whole point of when they started out the MCU. Yeah, you think actors who weren't all that well known and being put into roles that were all not all that well known either. Yeah, that's true. So you know, go back to basics there, Marvel or MCU. Uh, so anyway, um, there's a couple of more things here real quick, um, cause it looks like we're having technical difficulties. Maybe, I don't know. Um, Anthony Daniels first played C3PO in star Wars back in 1977, but that is a story for another day. Anyway, he's, uh, auctioning off, st- uh, C3PO's head, okay. uh, the one he wore in the movies. Uh, thank you all for tuning in tonight and please continue supporting pop culture. Kaboom by listening to the pop culture. Kaboom radio show live every Sunday night. And if you miss any part of the live show, by the way, the answer was C the force awakens. Um, and check out the pop culture. Kaboom podcast produced by 97 and now productions on your favorite podcast platform. And not only get this episode, but also previous episodes and some bonus material that'll be coming up as well. Subscribe to the pop culture. Kaboom podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Also give a like and follow to the pop culture. Kaboom on Facebook for everything you want, everything you need for pop culture, entertainment daily and micro machines and subscribe to the <laughs> pop culture. Kaboom YouTube channel for video and interviews from events we have and will be attending it's on behalf of Tony APR <laughs> on behalf of Tony Zanfilippo Filippo's Horrible Reviews KNBC Spencer Rob and I thank you for your support we will talk with you right here live next Sunday 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific time 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern time anytime during the week on Facebook and by email stay tuned for episode 11 of the Murphy's Inc. title it must be stopped and until next week be safe stay healthy have a happy Thanksgiving and peace out wabbits <laughs>